XM 105, Sirius 206, the Opie and Anthony channel. The Ron and Fez show starts right now. Okay, let's get down to it, boppers. It's the Ron and Fez show on what science is now being called a Wednesday uh, hump day for Chris Stanley. Get over that hump. You're going to have a couple drinks to get over the hump today. Yeah. 
Sure. Come on. Every day becomes an excuse for drinking. I don't think it's an excuse. I'm starting to worry that you're a problem drinker. Look, Tuesday, booze day. Yeah. Manic Mondays, because shit, I don't want to be manic. Right. Pump day, middle of the week. Hey, got something to look forward to going down that hill. Thirsty right. Thursdays. And then, of course, Friday. Seeing a pattern here. Pattern of abuse. And Saturdays and Sundays, I mean, shit, it's a fucking weekend, man. <sighs> you know, the Nile is just not a river in Nigeria. It's Nigeria? I just like saying that word. <laughs> uh, it's a fun word. It's a good time. Yeah, it is. All right, Ron and Fez show today. Uh, getting started. Um, hopefully, at some point, um, and maybe it's already even happened, I don't know, we find out Handsome Johnny's pictures to see if he's correct about his latest love of his life. That's right. He said he would find someone who would make Kate Upton look like dog shit. Well, it's, why do you even have to do that? It's not even... You know, it's almost like to say, oh, I love Magic Johnson, therefore I hate Larry Bird and he stinks. I never liked those kind of things. Unbelievable. You know? And to me, uh, Kate is kind of the Larry Bird of what's happening out there. She's tall, uh, white skinned, freckled, blonde, but an amazing outside shot. And I don't care if there's two seconds left in the game, I want to get Kate up in the ball because she doesn't feel pressure, she inflicts pr pressure. You got to okay? feed it to her all day long. I'm going to dish. Don't fucking worry. If anything, uh, I move the ball around too much. I should be fucking shooting a little more myself. But I want to make sure everybody gets their stats. See, that's what, that's what makes you fucking great. I don't know. Maybe it makes me awful. No, it doesn't. It's the exact opposite. I don't want to be like Handsome Johnny, just fucking top of the key. <laughs> just shooting away. Fucking shit. What up, Carmelo? What up? You know, there was a fucking kid in my neighborhood named Gunnar Hetland. And it's not because he had a fucking gun. It's just because every time he came into the fucking game, he shot. He didn't care well. One time I seen him shoot from the fucking uh, from the bench. <laughs> the other thing about him that when we were like little kids, yeah. he had two metal front teeth. What, like fucking, like, a uh, rapper? Like fucking... No, it wasn't done for style. It was done for the fact that I guess they didn't feel like the enamel was enough for him that he needed metal there. So he had full molded metal fucking teeth? Yeah, you That's could stick awesome. a fucking magnet to his lips. That's the shit. Was yeah. he made fun of for that, or did he Facts. accept... Oh, I, I'd accept that. Like, I got metal fucking teeth. You know, there was one fucking kid, you know, they talk about bullying. Yeah. There was one kid, he couldn't even go to school because we felt like his mom had a stupid mailbox. What? So his fucking life. So all that you want to do is show the slightest fucking problem Any with your kid. Difference. You know, I, matter of fact, I was just watching this thing uh, on TV when they were talking about how kids are so open to the world and how that they, they don't experience prejudice and they don't experience. And I'm like, I don't remember any of that. I thought kids were way more wicked than adults. It was a shit show. Yeah, what it was. It was just fucking. It was eat just your own fucking, crazy shit. Yeah, it's just awful, and you got to fucking keep moving all the time, like a fish trying to head upstream. Or else you're fucking done, buddy. Um, there's a piece up too. I want. I, I want to talk about this. It's on the iBang iBang.com. By the way, as we do this, we're going to try not to be anything but celebratory. But uh, Levon Helms' family has sent out a thoughts and prayers, and the word is 
Levon Helm is in the final stages yeah. of his fight with cancer. And uh, only two people, you know, the thing that kills me, only two people contacted me, two of my friends. Mm. None of them in this room. Oh, Jesus. Because knowing how I feel about Levon. And that, of course, is Kathleen from the Bronx and Eastside Dave, who I now consider best friend number one and best friend number two. Oh, come oh, on. Let me change that. Yeah. Because who alerted me to it? HTG, who I'm now putting as 1A, best friend 1A, and that is above Kathleen right now. Wow. Because it took Kathleen a while. And because she claimed she was on the road, I don't know. Uh, but Kathleen also does like the Ronovan bit and added the word for this next time I do it. Yeah. Hashish. Because she went to see him one time with her mom and he kept talking about hashish. Um, but Dave has it in his mind that Levon is going to beat this. All right. And it reminded me that Dave has this thing that what we don't understand is Dave is incredibly optimistic. Oh, that guy is one of the most positive people I've met in my entire fucking life. But even when you look retarded doing it, <laughs> the family has put out yeah, the... thoughts and prayers. It's time for Levon to let go. And... One of the prayers is, hold on, Levon, hold on, which oh. may be, you know, the exact change. opposite. Yeah. But he was like, no, this will not happen. I, I'm, I know it. I know Levon's going to beat this. So later, I want you and Fez yeah. to go in the other room. I don't want you to know it in front of me, All right. and certainly not in front of the listeners, and say to each other, why do we let... Ron down all the time. We must think it's great. I'm not going to we say that. We must think that it's great that we're not here in his hour of need. Not going to happen. I'm not going to say that. Now, Fez, you lost your father last year. Yes, I did. And that's a horrible thing. Mm -hmm. But I'm telling you right now, this is a million times worse. Because your father had zero sense of rhythm and couldn't sing. True. And never was in any fucking band that made any sense. If you're in a band that is so good, they're just called the band. That's that it. other bands will say, the band. Not that we're in the band, they're the band. That's how fucking good the band is. Um, I'll just simply say this very quickly, and then I'll get it out of the way, because I'm trying to stay positive. Okay. Clapton shows up at Woodstock, attempts to join the band. They had to say to him, in a nice way, fuck you, Limey. We got our shit together already. Don't need you. Go play God in England. We got Robbie Robertson. No thanks. In hindsight, you know, Levon probably thinks he made a mistake. That's how it goes down. This is what they said. Thoughts and prayers as he makes this part of the journey. As he makes his way through this part of the journey. And Dave says to me, no. He will live. Maybe Dave has some insight we don't even know about. Redheads are sensitive. Look at that. My uh, Two of my best friends, two out of my three best friends, oh. are redheads. That's true. The other Jew. <laughs> Try to figure out a pattern there. There are some redheaded Jews out there. Name one. I think I'm like Russian Jews that probably aren't yeah, very famous. Thank you. So what you were saying <laughs> is somebody none of us would know. <laughs> so I hope everybody emails me as I go through this awful time. And just says, like, I want to be your friend. I want to be there where Chris is, and I want to be there where Fez isn't. Oh, I'm here. No, you're not. I'm right here in this room with you. Too close. <laughs> really? Yes. 
I'll push back across. off a little bit, I guess. Yeah, you should probably give me a little space. Okay. Give me a little chance to deal with it. All right. Uh, up on the iBang right away, though, Crackhead or Methhead. And this could be like a new game show for us because the YouTube has her up as a Crackhead. But I've never seen anybody on Crack act like this before. This is a, a woman in a small town. I believe it's called uh, Moose Ankle, California. Uh, no correction, so I'll just keep it at that. Now, she climbed up on the local dump truck that the township owns and won't get down. I was just swinging her big crazy titties all over the place. Fuck yeah. You got to see this. But I'll just put it on for a couple seconds so you can see, Chris. I'm going method over crank uh, over crackhead here. All right. All right. We're not at the part of it that it makes any sense at all. Right uh, now, she's just crazy. Yeah. Are you not, one of the things that we've got to do. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I will not roll out until I see a real sheriff. Uh, you're right. We don't. I will not roll out until I see a real sheriff. I will not roll out until I see a real sheriff. She says. <laughs> now, that now, the fucking term roll out doesn't mean get off a fucking dump truck. <laughs> now, I don't think crackheads act that way. It could be meth head. <laughs> she already knows his sheriff by name. Uh, but it could be just a complete psychotic breakdown as well. You know, she could end up naked and... Like that fucking guy. From, Coney guy. Yeah, Coney guy. Yeah, she's manic, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Do methods time uh, tend to climb? Sure. Well, I don't think climbing is as big as where her head is, the way her head is moving. That makes me think it's a way different fucking zone than crack. No, I will not come down. You shall be ID, sir. It's true, he is an imposter. I'm moving along to the end because I love when they snatch her. <laughs> She's just fucking ready to he go. Did. He grabs her by the ankle and fucking yanks her quick. Ah. Watch out, man. This bitch ain't going fucking quietly. Why should she? And this is who Handsome Johnny has. As the person who should be the queen of the website. What the fuck, this Johnny Tubestakes? Fucking scene. Look at her holding on to herself. Is she could have went face first, but she's got a little fucking uh, got it together a little bit. That's why I picked her. By the way, uh, you guys missed it. As I was out front finishing my smoke today, watched a Manson lookalike fucking screaming at people on Sixth Avenue, and the darkness following this guy. I mean, he had such anger, and nobody was doing anything but giving him his fucking room. Just getting the fuck away. And he was just again. like fucking Manson. Whoa, a young or old? Uh, I'll say mid-level Manson. Okay. Back when, of course, he was still in prison. But he was doing the interviews yeah, and shit? Yeah, it was like the fun prison, the fun stuff. Yeah. Um, let me try to do this setup here. We're a little behind. Uh, Sean, North Carolina, you're on Hey, Ronnie Bay. Sorry about Levon. Um, Thank you. Danny, Danny K, redheaded Jew. Uh, Danny K, I guess he had red hair. I always thought it was kind of blonde, though. But 
I'm now I'm thinking I don't know whether I've seen him in too many things that are. I I know he was in Technicolor. I'll give you the redhead for that. I'm not I'm not 100 percent sure though. Sean, Alabama, you're on a fez. Hey Ronnie, that chick's rocking the same kind of cadence that Frankie McDonald does. So whatever he's got, she's got. Well, first of all, Frankie McDonald's got nothing but hooked into the weather. He's downloaded into the weather. And a couple of people wrote to me saying, do you feel betrayed that Frankie McDonald was wearing some other radio station's T-shirt? No, I, I don't want to contact him. I don't want to uh, be anything but a fan of his. And if he's promoting another radio station in Canada, I also would like to promote that radio station. Because whoever they are, they got their shit together. I mean, we're just enjoying, you know, Frankie McDonald. Yes. And we're heeding his warnings, actually. He's fucking saving people's lives. Hopefully, if we listen. I saw. I, I know you'll be out Saturday. I got, yeah. I, well, I want to get those waders so that even if I am outside, I'll be able to fucking only weather the storm. Maybe you should get those waders, uh, and then maybe Bobby will take you fucking fly fishing like he does Opie. <laughs> I've been fly fishing once. It was fun. I had no idea. Yeah, in Connecticut. How did you cast? Were uh, you any good? No, it was terrible. God it's, not, it's not an easy thing. It to really isn't. It really is it some fucking some form and yeah. fucking yeah. getting really nailed up. You, you gotta have a nice that flick. Exactly. Yeah, it was a fucking train wreck. But I was. People don't realize how quickly the string can get wrapped around you. It's fucked up. I was also, you know, drunk. Yeah, well, well, that's like every day you're drunk now. Um, Jeff, you're on the run of Fez show. Hey, yeah. Uh, speaking of Fez's dad's death, hey Ronnie, you ever get that umbrella back? No. Specifically, when I need it more than ever right now. More than ever. But whatever. Uh, this got sent in. Uh, Woody Allen, redhead Joe. The last I checked, the man had gray hair. So I'm going by today. There you go. Give me a, f a current famous redhead Joe. Current. Yeah, come on. Because I'm all about today, all right? <laughs> I'm all about fucking hologram Tupac. Not fucking old school live Tupac. Hologram Tupac could do anything. Uh, yeah. JC, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yo. <laughs> How goes it, Ronnie? What can I do for you, buddy? Ah, flyer sweeping, please. Uh, it is... But do you really want to start bragging now, though? Oh, no, no, no. Steve Fowley of Living Arts told me not until we win the, you know... Yeah, and I wouldn't yeah. even bring that up. Oh, please. That's noted. Uh, no. I, I would actually, I would try not to be too cocky, because oh, God hates Philly. Yeah, <laughs> tell me about it. <laughs> All right, bye-bye, honey. I'll see you on top of a dump truck. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, Maximus, you're on the Run of Fez show. What? Is it me? Yes, Am I, I guess. I'm talking to Ron Bennington over the airwaves again. Yeah. What can we do for you? I need help. I need, you to, I need you to amass an army for me. I need you to tell my men their general lives and find me. Okay, you done? No! And one more bit of career advice. I need you to get... Who's that pineapple face guy that's on in the morning with Opie? Get rid of him. Can I, I was just going to just say something this. You're the wait, most wait. obnoxious fucking Can guy. Can I finish? I, Can no, I talk? No, you Can can't I finish? fucking do shit. Sit and fucking talk to yourself. I only wish that you were fucking closer so I I'm could slap you in the you. fucking ear hole. Never call here and attempt to fucking run down a genius to me. I will lose my shit. 
I don't know whether I'm fucking all, uh, I can even do this job anymore. I may be at the oh times boy. now. I Some shit's going on for me. I, yeah. It looks like I could go on the road with Donovan. What? It looks that way. It's not 100%. Oh, God. Most of the time, because I'd have to be the bigger part of the draw. So that's part of the problem. But I don't know if I can do radio anymore. This is fucking... I'm losing Levon, this, that. Uh, I just need to talk to a fucking caller that makes sense. A person of intelligence, a person of class. Crazed. You're on the Ron Fez show. What's up, Ronnie? Yeah. What's up, Fezzy? How's everybody doing? Now, I see this listed here, thought that you and me were best friends. Yeah. Did, did something bad happen? No, 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 no. Because you said uh, you were best friends with Kathleen from the Bronx. And, yeah. Uh, I thought we were best friends. We go back, way back from since the cigar story. I don't remember the cigar story, but here's the point, Crazed. Yes, you are with me through good times. But in bad times, like what I'm going through now. Oh, God. Do I hear from Crazed? Yeah, I know. I guess. It sucks. I would like someone to send me some lasagna or chili so, you know, I can just heat it up. Because when you're going through a bad time like this, you got a good you point. Think, think about is cooking. And I don't want vegetarian chili or vegetarian lasagna. I want meat stuff, Craze. I, I hear you. I hear you. I've been sick. I've been under the weather, Ronnie. But well, we're all under the weather. It's not, The weather isn't coming from the underground. I got, I, I got the mono. Yeah. Uh, all right, buddy. I got to go, all right? All right, peace. Pat, uh, you have an update for me. Yes. Yeah. Um, Ronnie D., I don't know how you did it, but uh, it looks like Tom Petty's guitars. You found them. How'd yes. You do it? Uh, detective work. Old school detective work. That's all. The guitars look like they are being... Uh, return. Hey, it looks like we've got a call from Afghanistan. Take your thumb off that, dude. Take your thumb off of live, line Put one. Put the fucking phone on hold. Oh, uh, we lost them. It was Matt from Afghanistan. God damn it. That's By the way, weird. it's all, uh, uh, it's all Hicks and I worry about. That's right. Uh, we got a buddy. Stop by here. His name is Matt. On his way to Afghanistan, hung out with us. Hicks went out drinking with him. Gave and you gave him your blue blockers. That's right. I gave my blue blockers. He gave me his army issue hat. We exchanged gifts. Yes. Um, we've got to jump into uh, a quick interview here. Uh, Jeff Goldblum's playing right around the corner at the seminar on Broadway. SeminarOnBroadway.com. Uh, this is a play. Yeah. Not a musical. No. A play. And that's something that you don't normally go to. You're more of a musical guy. I'm a musical man, old yeah. school. That's right. You're the music man. We got trouble <laughs> right here in River City. That's me. Uh, but uh, it's great. You go see a big movie star uh, live, and then there's other movie stars uh, with him. That's The awesome. little Apple computer kid. Justin Long. And the Pez, Cherry Flavor Pez kid. I never remember his name either. But both of them get just fucking barreled under by this chick that I never heard of before, who was so funny in this play. Oh, uh, Zoe Lister-Jones? 
Yeah. She just kills it. Wait, how do you know him and not the cherry flavor pesto? Jerry O'Connell. Are, did, are you looking this shit I up? I just, uh, yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> suddenly I thought, uh, seriously, I thought you were a man of wealth and taste all of a sudden. Dog. Um, but she's amazing. And at Goldblum, who doesn't like Jeff Goldblum? It goes back now 30 plus years. Love Jeff Goldblum. That America, he's, he's been our weird uncle. Basically. He's been our crazy kind of weird uncle. And you know, I think I proved it with Donovan, I love to jump into the craziness too. So, uh, are we up and ready? Yep. All right, let's welcome our, our guest. Uh, till May 27th, uh, is he'll be doing seminar on Broadway. You got to get a chance to see it. Seminar on Broadway.com. Our guest, Jeff Goldblum. Teach acting as well, right? Whenever I'm not working, I like to. I have enjoyed teaching acting for the last twenty or thirty years. That's right. So when you look at that compared to the way your character acted, yes. as far as being sp specifically when people are adults, yeah, you know what I mean. Do you would you be much rougher on them than you would kids? Would you be as blunt as your character was in terms of this is how hard it is to make it? Um. Yeah, I don't find my character in this play is beautifully written and yeah. smarter and funnier than I ever am, you know, I'm sure. And um, in the for dramatic purposes, I think, um, in the course of these classes, he is, you know, on a kind of scared straight truth assault right. that is very brutal. I have rarely found myself in class doing that kind of thing, although I love teaching mm -hmm. myself and I, I had great teachers i love the classroom and i have i i am very passionate when i teach and can get very worked up yeah. um yeah i i i love it because it's a because because i was blessed early on with this commitment devotion to and passionate relationship with um acting i somehow mm -hmm. got this idea when i was a kid i I've told the story where I would take a shower for the last couple of years of my life in Pittsburgh when I was in high school, and when the door was steamy, right, please, God, let me be an actor, right. and kind of erase it, cause so I kept a secret. It was that kind of commitment. So basically, in this play, as you know, beautifully written by Teresa Rebeck and mm -hmm. directed beautifully by Sam Gold, and as long as we're mentioning it, beautifully acted by, not necessarily me, but Hetty Ann Park and Jerry O'Connell and Justin Long and Zoe Lister-Jones, brilliant actors. Zoe was very surprising to me in this because yeah. I didn't know her work. You didn't, yeah. And in no time, I mean, the timing... Yeah. that she has it's just a it's a it's a hammer you know? she, isn't it yeah. she is utterly brilliant she is masterful at uh she's funny she's so yeah. funny and deep and rich and sexy and gorgeous and emotional and soulful but spectacularly funny she can turn a line and make a moment very very funny she's really i'm learning a lot from her and that's the mystery i guess of acting i mean you have the words on the page yep and every actor brings something different to that part. Yeah. You know? That's right. Well, their own quality, their own nature, and their own imagination. Uh, and then 
uh, like a beautifully written play like this, their own interpretation of exactly, because some of the events in it and lines in it are ambiguous in a poetical and beautiful way, uh, they bring their own ideas to it. Uh, you know, the, we can find out what the author intended. We can find out what Sam Gold and the, the giants who have done it before us, Alan Rickman in my case, uh, have, have come up with. But, you know, I, I, uh, I, I came up with, uh, I started to get inflamed with, uh, certain passionate ideas about it. And I'm still, it's evolving. I, I only have two months more. We, we started a couple of weeks ago and I finished May 27th. Um, and so that's all. What do we do it eight times a week? That's only a very few number of shows. By the end, I'll I'll keep detailing it. I kind of work on it all day long these days. And after I do the show, I look at the play again and I say, "Geez, what happened there?" And uh, I love to work on it. It's a beautiful little exercise for me. Well, I guess unlike uh, movie acting, that the audience itself helps you. Yeah. figure out what where the funny is and yes yeah yes and everything else even last night you know yeah they're participating they're mm-hmm. a participant you're telling them just like i tell the writers in the in the class in the play i say you know yes you can write it but it's not your job isn't done until somebody reads it you're doing mm. it so that it can be told i tell that scene that that um little story about my travels around the world and why it's relevant to see places other than the Upper West Side and to get involved in people involved in real struggles and interesting people and the the whole story of the universe as it unfolds in our world right now where things are in chaos and form is dying, uh, whereby transformation can perhaps take place. That's what I think my book that I have hidden away in my drawer is perhaps about. Um, but... I also say what's what you're doing here is irrelevant. The, these little stories in your own, the reworked for ten years in your own little world here on the rich Upper East Side, they're irrelevant. But let me tell you a story, particularly that's relevant about this class, and it's about this guy who's got his arms chopped off. He's a genocide survivor in Rwanda, and he says to me, oh, it's, he tells me the woe, the woes of his story, and I finally say to him, "Why are you telling me this story?" He says, "Because," and it almost as if it comes from the universe, specially designed for my life, and now for me to tell them. He says, "I'm telling you this because you're a writer, <gasps> and because that means that you must write if you're a writer, and what you write must be then told." I say to them, and if that's not relevant, that's kind of the theme of my class with them. I go, you have to find out now, and I will help you find out if you've got at least the entry-level qualification, which is a unfull-hearted, wild-hearted devotion, lifelong devotion uh, and complete devotion and commitment to this thing, this life in art, life in this, this creative art that you've chosen and if you're that's not for you if you're not crazy wildly in love with it you gotta get out <laughs> this yes. is that that's the entry-level qualification and then we'll see you know who else is talented beyond that i mean the people who are the nba i'm sure you know michael jordan you know his mom called him when the when the sun was going down and said put down the ball right, already stop. he is and stop playing he will love doing it. he had to do it every day all day and every musician that we know and i know loves it just plays all the time and then from from there we see the people who are especially talented but at least you've got to be an actors too yeah you've got to be at least 
as Stanislavski said, not in love with the idea of yourself in art, but the art in yourself. You want to get up every day and pretend and right. get into this crazy thing. In the case of art, actors, uh, there's this game of let's let's make believe. Uh, you know, writers want to write, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So that's what so that's one of the things that my character is trying to teach them and and uh, i'm very hard on them if yeah. they're unenthusiastic or not completely you know passionate about it and ready to show their things uh, or don't know themselves in a certain way you know i'm very i'm right i'm good i'm effective and i i tell them what's going on well i think you know and you would know this better but i think growing up in pittsburgh when you get that chance not to be born in new york city or los angeles it becomes an immediate thing of I'm going to leave my world behind yeah. and join a new world. Yeah. And I think so many times we forget how just important that first step is. I'm going to physically leave where I was born to to join, you know, the carnival. That's yeah. right. It yeah. was, yeah, somehow that the passion for what I wanted to do and the luck and then the grace sure. of the cards of the da 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 caused me, even after I saw my two older brothers want to stay in Pittsburgh, they stayed at a college in Pittsburgh, stayed at home and da 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 da. I might have done that too, but as luck would have it, I left when I was 17. Uh, before I turned eighteen and came to New York all on my own, and they helped me, of course, and I don't know, they were they were supportive, but that was a big kind of like you know they say with the in the space program when those things go into outer space, the the big energy is needed at the beginning, at the very beginning, to get out of the yeah out of the gravitational pull and yeah i think you're right yeah that that if that hadn't happened you know who knows what else would have happened yeah. but i think what allowed that to happen was me already going some somewhere inside myself i've got to i've got to make this happen i don't know how it's right. going to work uh and the first step was yeah you know luck had it so that i got a chance to you know but i think that's how luck happens so it responds to something in you that is already set in motion which is something powerful and deep and um, singular, you know. But I think one of the greatest things that can happen to a kid is when you get that realization is, hey, I don't belong here. Where this place that I grew up, yeah. you know, all this thing, it seems like there's been a mistake. I should have mm -hmm. been uh, yeah, that's kind somewhere of what else. Happened. That's what yeah. happened to me, and I was luckily clear about it. Of course, you know, I could have been a lot less fortunate. I mean, Pittsburgh has its share of, right. like I said, I saw, you know, plays there. It has a share of cultural things going on. My dad was a doctor, and nobody I knew was an actor, so I kept it secret and was kind of an embarrassing. I grew up with a blue-collar kind of sure. people in school. I, it was embarrassing to tell anybody. I wanted to be an actor, really. That was very foreign to anything. But they had some courses there and that I took. You know, but can you imagine if we'd grown up in uh, Rwanda or sure. someplace that, you know, it never would have occurred. It, 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 all sorts of things had to conspire to allow me to have lived this lucky life. That's it, true. Isn't that interesting, too, that there could be some guy in Yugoslavia who's yeah. a million times better than Brando, yeah. but will never know it we that's, will never have that's that. right in a different place and, and at a different time and a little too early or a little too late you know a mm -hmm. lot of things have to conspire like love at first sight you know that yeah. movie and now my love it takes you it, with, with a couple of generations of people whose paths cross and things have to happen so that two people can somehow find themselves in a moment at yeah. a place 
Uh, so many things have to conspire. But the universe knows what it's doing, is the mystery about it, I yes. guess. And all sorts of things have to have happened uh, interrelatedly uh, for us to be sitting here and doing what we're doing now. Literally an infinite uh, amount of yeah. moments took yeah. place yeah. just so we could have this conversation. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and, you know, for you, uh, acting, has it's never lost that same kind of lustful yeah. appeal it has as a kid it hasn't it's gotten stronger because now i've been able to make a living at it and i've gotten older and gotten clearer and freer uh, about why i'm doing it and what the real fruit you know inside it is and um and why to do it for the joy in itself and so more and more i'm getting something out of it it's interesting because I, I remember seeing you when you were young, and they, this movie still plays as Next Stop Greenwich Village, yeah. which is kind of about this yeah. topic of young people saying, yeah. we're, we're going to make it, we're all band together. Yeah. And it seemed like at that yeah. time you had found whatever that thing, the Jeff Goldblum thing that, that you were bringing to the table. Oh, yeah. Did it feel that way to you, or, you know, now yeah. looking back on it? You know. Yeah, yes. Um, in a way, I know what you're talking about. And, um, yeah, there's some, I have a, something about me. There's a, a quality that people have responded to that got, you know, that's, that's, that's been useful, you know, mm -hmm. and, uh, and that's still even in this play, although there are things about this play that exercise me and that are, push me in ways that I've never done and that scare me in a beautiful way and the ways that I like, you know, and, uh, and challenge me. But, um, but yeah, but even in this play, there are things that I think I'm, you know, I bring to it that I know about. And, uh, yeah, early on it was exciting. I know what you mean to find, Hey, I do. Is there anything about me that's interesting right. or useful or different or outstanding? And as I started, the first couple of things, and even in Next Stop Greatest Village, yeah, when when I did it, and I felt good after I did had done those couple of scenes, and and then Mazursky, the director, a great director, said, yeah, you know what, you did really worked, and I saw it with an audience, and I thought, yeah, that that worked okay, you know, I can still, I'm a, I saw many other things early on where I went, geez, I'm yeah. lucky to still be doing this and getting another chance, you know, I could do that over again, and it was very humbling, and, and I saw many, I still see many things that I'm, geez, it's easy to be bad, it's easy not to try to do what you're trying to do, but, but yes, it was exciting early on to go, yeah, I think I, geez, that's, I think I got something, you know. Well, I think that the, and you bring it out in this play too, is that you don't have to be, uh, completely likable mm. to be interesting mm. and then eventually likable to the audience you know mm. but you don't have to come out and show that you're not a full human being and i think that you've always been able to have thank that you. that peace you know that that thank thing you. that you could bring to it thank you very much thanks yeah well i was lucky sandy meisner was a great teacher and he was the main teacher at the neighborhood playhouse when i came the first big teacher i had when i when i came here and william esper was a great teacher who's still teaching, who's a wonderful man and a wonderful teacher. Uh, and I had other great teachers, but, but, uh, Meisner would say, don't try to be like anybody else. Uh, find something original in yourself. Don't copy anybody. And, uh, 
And uh, I, was, I was lucky to have good teachers. Mordecai Lawner was at the, the Carnegie Mellon when I mm. studied there. Edith Skinner was a speech teacher, was renowned. Jewel Walker was a mime teacher whom I loved. I had piano teachers that have changed my life. I play jazz piano in Los Angeles. I've had vocal teachers whom I loved. Mm. Some of these names that you bring up are such legends yeah. that it almost sounds a little ridiculous. I mean, we went back to the fate discussion, yeah. and... Even if you hadn't had a Jeff Goldblum yeah. career, it would have been just fascinating just to have g gone through that part of it. Just you're telling me, yeah, I, I know. Um, oh yeah, I had exposure to to uh, Lee Strasberg, and I sat in uh, in on his classes. I took a course with uh, Stella Adler, who was a spectacular <laughs> woman, and uh, and unbelievable. If you've never seen the the uh, American Masters documentary on yes. her, that's narrated by Meryl Streep, I recommend it. Uh, Harold Clorman, I saw, who's you know was another guy, and they started the the uh, group theater back in the thirties. Oh, these guys were amazing, and before I knew and really even deserved, you know, being in contact with them, I found myself with uh, Sandy Meisner, who was un unbelievable, changed my life, and you know what I teach now is something based on his his technique. And so many of those names that you're talking about, I yeah. I think that they changed kind of the focus of America because so much of what was considered that kind of american revolution you know the cultural revolution came from those people yes. and came from that 1940s and 50s class of yeah. people that later you know became part of the 60s explosion yeah, you know it sure did yes you just were... have to look at film from the 40s and 50s and then 60s and 70s to see this major change took place oh yeah we yeah. saw something happening well something happened in the world that they were that they latched on to and were sensitive to stanislavski was doing something at the moscow art theater in the 30s and uh and there was a fire burning and um they they caught a piece of it mm. and it has you know it's taken us to where we are now and and here we are it's interesting too because that business it's got one foot in this is important and it's about truth and the other foot in it's got to be entertaining you know it's going to be yes. and it's always a battle that goes back and forth yeah. whether it's about eating popcorn and spending money or Hey, I just saw something that that changed my life. You know, that's right. I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm thrilled to be in this uh, thing now because it's it's a laugh riot. People mm -hmm. are getting a big big kick out of it. It's 90 minutes. Uh, you know, it's it's sexy. It's uh, romantic. It's passionate. But it's also, at least for me, it's very worthwhile. Very deep. Very soulful. And certainly allows me to each day find something new in it it's poetic and mm. it feels uh worthwhile and artful to me yeah unlike a lot of things that are on broadway this is something people in their 20s mm. i think would get a lot of you yeah, know because yeah. they're really at that age of what am i going to do am i going to pull something out of myself and that yeah. i think is interesting about teaching you're basically teaching creativity yeah. which is so much different than most kind of teaching you know? yes that's yes that's that's right and this brand of teacher you know i think he grew up uh in his creative life in the 70s too when there was uh est and uh freewheeling uh new kind of freedom movement uh explorational uh, actualizing potential movement uh creative uh, training 
so, you know, everything is on the table. The deepest part of the, the integrated human being is in the, the, the work. And, uh, and it's a no holds barred, uh, truth fest. Yes. You know, <laughs> and, uh, it's a wild ride and a wild time. That's right. Well, there has to be some kind of, I guess, uh, destruction inside before you can rebuild. So he's trying to break these kids down of everything that they brought in before. Yeah, that's you know. right. Anything that holds them down, anything, any fear, uh, any ego, any narcissism. Finally, these creative matters are kind of so-called spiritual, you know, too. Um, whereby they have to ask themselves, and if they're going to bring anything interesting to their work, ask themselves, who are we? What does it mean to be a human being? And... um is it true that I have to disidentify with form uh, and and re-identify myself not as the person whose name I seem to have and whose so-called reality and past and future I seem to have identified with, but something unseen and something more powerful and essentially shared by all of us uh, that is the source of joy, creativity, peace, and presence. The entire play is basically about everything that you dedicated your life to since you were 17 years old. It's it is. the that's, same battle you're in every day. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true, and that's why it's so interesting to me. Yeah, and I have to, as a creative leader, a leader of you know the creativity, I have to demonstrate for them. That's what she wrote. Mm. You know um, what it means to be free, spontaneous, present passionate in touch with myself in touch with them and really offering something not you know baloney-fied but uh you know the real thing like sandy meisner did so it is a, a finite time that you're doing the play though it ends oh yeah may yeah. 27th i'm only doing a, after this week another, another six weeks uh you can check this out seminar on broadway.com to get tickets and information it's called seminar it stars uh, jeff goldblum and you're an interesting man. It was so great to have you stop by today. So You're so great. Thank you. Thank you, Thank and you. Uh, I'll see you next time coming through. Yes, please. I'm 47. 47 years old. You know how I stayed alive this long? All these years. Fear. A spectacle of fearsome acts. Somebody steals from me, I cut off his hands. He offends me, I cut out his tongue. He rises against me, I cut off his head, stick it on a pike. Raise it high up so all on the streets can see. That's what preserves the order of things. Fear.
Johnny Jack White. Chris Stanley's idol. Boy idol. He's the man. Well, it gets even better for you now, dude. I got some good news for you about Thank Jack God. White. Yeah. Fuck, I need it. Jack White's got everything here from Dibley I Joe to Damned If I Know. Uh, he is going to be uh, shooting something uh, online, concert film online, directed by Gary Oldman. Oh my God. How could both these people be in the same project together? I don't know. It's too big. <laughs> this is fucking too it's much. It's too goodness. big. It is. It's, it's too, too big. How could it be bad? Um, fucking Gary Oldman and Jack White? Yeah. Sign me the fuck up. And then this is what uh, Gary Oldman had to say about Jack White. Oh. He said, this motherfucker's carrying on like he ain't got a care in the world. Who know? Maybe he don't. Maybe this fool's such a bad motherfucker that he don't go worry about nothing. He just sit there, eat my Chinese, watch my TV. Shit wasn't about Clarence. Oh, you haven't even looked over at those breakfasts over there. <laughs> now, I know I'm pretty. <laughs> but I ain't as pretty as a couple of titties. <laughs> Oh, Drexel, you got fucked bum, up. Bum, bum, bum. You know, people have written in, Fez, saying, were you paying attention to the Jeff Goldblum interview? Yes, I was. Did you hear the things that he said? Yeah. When he talked about the passion and facing it? Right, and the creativity and that, yeah. Don't just hear words, though. Express them. Express it. Yes, where it's like you have to... What about you? Do you feel this need to express yourself? Well, yes, I usually do, and then sometimes I get tripped up and I can't. You say usually do. When's the last time? I guess the coming out show. Now, was that creativity or was that you just being totally honest? Well, I think it was, no, I think it was some, yeah, I think there was creativity there. What about this feeling, step one, I've got to make this happen, no matter what happens. Do you have that? Um, yes, but I panic. Panic. Disco? Panic at the disco. Weird band. And maybe he don't. Maybe he don't want to have to worry about nothing. Just sit down, eat my Chinese, watch my TV. He really liked his Chinese food. Mm-hmm. He was loving it. And that cool, really low-hanging lamp. Panic, by the way, is not one of the steps. It's not one of the steps. Jeff, Nevada, Yerman and Fez. Jeff, once, twice. Hello, hello. Yeah. Hey, uh, that, that was, a, was a great interview yesterday with Donovan. I mean, you really tried, and I'm glad you don't take yourself so seriously, especially afterwards. I don't give I'm a fuck. Great. No, I don't yeah. think, you know, every interview is about that person. It's not about me. Uh, no, and Donovan, no. see, here's the thing, and this is what I think Fez could embrace. Uh, Jeff Goldblum, uh, Nick Cage, Christopher Walken, uh, I think that we could go on and on through the list here. Hunter Thompson, uh, there's so many great artists that live in a dream world, but one that they accept. Oh, they're totally into. You haven't gotten around to accepting your own world, and that's how come you panic. You panic... Because you think you're being found out. Rather than embrace your world. You're still trying to hide in plain sight. The closet within a closet within a closet where oh. Fez Watley lives. Shit. 
Um, crawl space. I need some. Just give me some backup Donovan music. Just something, you know, like a little ethereal. Something that Donovan had played. Because when I'm smoking hashish with the Celtic gods and goddesses that came here before, he lives in that fucking crazy world, right? Yeah. Why won't you live in the crazy Fez world? I guess I'm always trying to escape it so because it seems so scary to me. Em embrace the scary, then. Embrace the worst possible fucking thing. Because the thing that you're trying to escape is yourself. You're afraid of something that you don't have to be afraid of. Oh, yeah, I'm terrified of myself. Even though that you're agreeing to that, it's still that is just a way for you to brush it aside. But what is it about you that you hate? Is it the homosexuality? No, I don't hate that. That's one of the things that I do like about myself. That you've had so many wonderful affairs? No, I haven't had any, but that what is I'm it on the cusp. What, what is it that he wants? Um, I see that our intern is waving to us. Oh, uh, we we've had a delivery of Package? Some... Party package? <laughs> no party package. Yeah. It's a pizza party package, actually. Is this a way to try to make me feel better about everything that I'm going through? It's from Matt, our buddy in Afghanistan. No. Yeah. He sent over a thank you gift for having him on. Oh. That's what he's trying to call him. He couldn't, he couldn't be on the air. Oh. He can't, like, say Why would he send four pizzas? Look at these two slackers. Do nothing. God. American college hipsters bringing the pizzas in when there's American hero. And he's sending this stuff from Bleecker Street. That's right. Pepperoni. He oh, knows what we like. Oh, jeez. He knows. Dude, you, uh, Dan, you must feel just embarrassed about how you're doing nothing for the cause. Yeah, I feel, I feel embarrassed a lot. And my that Maddie's doing everything. My American hero. This actually makes him my favorite person in the armed forces. Now we've got to send him something. What about more blue blockers? What does he need over there? He must have just got there and just feels like he's in another crazy world. I'm sure he does. All right, this is the difference between me and everybody else. All right? A lot of people say support the troops, and that's not new. But I'm saying I want the troops to support me. When I'm feeling bad, I want the troops to send me pizzas. Matty's my favorite person in the world right now. He's, the He's man. not in my, you know, I've got my 1A friend, my 1B friend, and then Dave, my second friend. Oof. And Dave can never move into my number one position. You know why, why that is? Why is that? He's got a cock and balls. And that will never get you in the Ronnie B inner circle. I don't like to hang out with guys. No dudes. And that, that's why I despise Handsome Johnny. Handsome Johnny, I want you to eat some of this pizza. And think about the troops. What kind of beverages did I see were being clanked around? We got some Snapples mm. and some nice sodas. Even a Sunny D. Would you like some Snapple Apple? I just got a really hot brisk handed Why me. would you give him hot brisk? Why, where, the, where did you get these from? These were delivered and I grabbed some stuff from our own um, cafeteria. Is that anything right? cold? Yeah, it's got a Snapple Apple and this lemon iced tea is cold. All right, give me that. Why is our stuff uh, so hideously fucking hot? 
I believe because during around midday, they swap out and restock the entire fucking fridge. So the stuff towards the front is going to be brand new put in warm. That's what I've noticed. All right. Um, by the way, he just tweeted us. Uh, hope that you guys enjoyed the pizzas. And we retweeted him. If anybody would like to stay in touch with him in Afghanistan, he's uh, Shrimp Rodeo. And I can tell you, we just met him the other day. We love this kid. He's great. Love him. He's a fucking great dude. And everybody here loves him. That's right. And I don't want him to never send us any more stuff like this. He's provided a piece of too much. Here's, uh, uh, this is his fiance, Brooke. Hey, Brooke. Hey, guys. Uh, I was listening to the show, and I didn't realize that you guys had already gotten the pizza that Matt sent us. <laughs> That's really, you tell him not to do that. How's he doing over there? He's doing, I haven't really heard much from him. I'm not sure where he's at right now, but I told him I would call in and check in and make sure you guys got the pizza. Oh. <laughs> um, but uh, I'm actually in between home health patients right now, so I just wanted to call and say hi and thank you again and to watch the mail because I sent a card with contact information. Oh, thank you. And got a couple stuff for Ronnie and Pepper in the mail as well. Oh, please, don't but, uh, tell him that to do that. Stop. And here's another thing, Brooke. You guys are engaged now. Don't go dating while he's away. It's always really sad. Just Absolutely stay true not. to him. <laughs> All right. Well, I just wanted to thank right. you again, but i got to run, guys. All right. Remember, you two are looking at the same moon. The same moon all the time. Be bye virtuous, bye. Brooke. Bye-bye. Thanks. What are those things that they, they make for little girls now? Where they, they're These movies where the guy goes away and then he comes back and they like each other. But they keep making almost the same movie. And I saw one of them and they were looking at the same moon. Oh, Jesus. Find out there's an author or something. Oh, I think the it's notebook? a notebook guy. Yeah, but what's his name? What's Notebook's name? I think it's Nicholas Sparks. There you go. How do you know that? Because the Nicholas Sparks of High Heel Boys. <laughs> Did you bite your pizza? Bite into it. That's Enjoy. Because right. why don't you bite in? Just think. Okay. You're panicking. You're scared, right? Yes. Mm. Look at this fucking kid. He's in Afghanistan. I'm and he's proud. sending his buddies pizzas. Good man. You never think of your buddies. And you're in fucking New York. Ball rest in New York. All right. Um... Mm. We retweet it. Everybody stay in touch with him. He's uh, he's Shrimp uh, Rodeo on Twitter. Go over to the iBang on their account right now. I'm telling you, we meet a lot of people. This is the sweetest kid we've ever met in our life. Straight off the bat. Fucking great dude. Uh, Dan, Florida, you're on Fez. Hey, I, knew, I knew you usually get celebrities to sign things, so did Jeff Goldblum actually sign his name or just put an X? That's really funny because we all went <laughs> and checked. And it's not, uh, it, you can't read the name Goldblum, right. but you can't with most people anyway. No. But it's there. The length of it is all there. All right, I got to tell you this great fucking story for you, though, because, so Fez normally gets the stuff signed. And Fez, it just goes to show you, again, is Goldblum a normal person? No, but that's why he's kind of fucking great. You know, awesome. that's what you like about him. But say what he was doing when you were getting him to sign the Jurassic Park. So I had uh, different movies, and he's signing the cover of the Jurassic Park, and he takes it from me. He has the pen in his hand, and he just stops, looks at it, kind of ponders it, <laughs> and just says, "Oh." Would you look at that? And then signed it. <laughs> like it was his old high school yearbook. Like it was him on the swim team.
fond memories. It's Jurassic Bobo. Park. It must come up every day of the fucking week. Giant, Somebody must be yelling Jurassic Park to you from their car. Giant fucking huge Spielberg blockbuster. Oh, yeah, yeah. Who else was in that with me? Let me think. Laura Dern, Jeff, uh, Sam Neill. Newman. Newman. Oh, Sam Jackson. So he was very touched by seeing DVD copies of his own movies. Now, the X thing came up because one time when Dave was a little kid, he waited outside of some shitty Jersey fucking shoot <laughs> for Jeff Goldblum to come out. And then Dave was just a little redheaded idiot and went in his autograph. And, and he finally, Goldblum takes the thing and, you know, strikes just basically an X and hands it back to him. <laughs> And Dave was crushed. Blowing him off. And still ready to fucking... Goldberg's a big dude, too. Goldberg, I just called him. Goldblum is a fucking big dude. He's very tall. Yeah, there's a lot of people that are not. Um... Yeah, so when a guy that comes in, like him and Sutherland, when Donald Sutherland came in, he's a big, imposing guy. A lot of times, his actors are much smaller than they think they'd be. Also, Eminem, one of the tiniest people ever. Not that it's a shot against Eminem and Shea 45 across the way. Um, actually, Sexy, you're on running Fez. Actually, Sexy, go ahead. Sexy, whatever your fucking name is, I don't know. I can't trust Hans Benins. I'm just going to hang up then. Oh, hands. You notice I tried to fucking goad those kids into why they're not serving? Why yeah. can't we get them to go in the buddy system? Come on, just you two. Go in there, serve your country, and fucking, you know, lighten the load a little bit for everybody else. There's also already stuff uh, in the news today. I don't know whether we got it up on the iBang, but there's a the latest scandal. Uh out of Afghanistan. All right, we do have it up. And that's troops posing with body parts of Afghan bombers. The LA uh, Times is uh, sent it out today. Now, this immediately is going to turn into two different things. Number one, people are like, look, we've had our guys there too long. It's time to get out. Yeah. They're cracking under the pressure. Two, you will find a certain person like, good, I'm glad. We should all be fucking taking pictures with their body parts. And that doesn't sound good either. That doesn't help at anything. Actually, probably makes it worse. I don't know if it makes it worse, but it sure as hell isn't good. Um, they just got to stop taking pictures over there, man. I don't, all, your whole generation has got to stop taking pictures. Yeah, something like more fucking pictures have been uploaded to Facebook within like a week period than like taken in the entire history of man. Like that's not a real statistic. That no, it's a crazy lie. No, it's not a crazy lie. It's, it's not so more in a week get uploaded to Facebook than been taken in history. People go through like fucking a thousand, fucking ten to twenty pictures to constantly from their phones and their fucking and just a regular. Just your phone is a better fucking camera than most anything you've had here. Right, let's go over this again. Okay. On any given week, yeah, more people upload pictures to Facebook than have taken photographs. In the entire history of the world. Something akin to that, yes. 
Oh, it shouldn't be something again. If you're going to throw out right, yes, a that's statistic. It. Yes, that's it. In a week. Yeah. More than from fucking, you know, before Facebook. I need to get validation on this. Now, here's here's the one thing that I know the last time I was at a birthday party, it was the most annoying thing ever because the cameras didn't stop. Oh, yeah. I couldn't get a piece of cake because 80 people were pointing their fucking phone at the cake. And I'm like, I know you're not going to look back and see pictures of this cake, even though it does have a tarot card on the top of it. Any gathering of more than two or three people becomes a fucking Facebook photo shoot, and you get tagged in every goddamn picture, and it's all over the place. People just love taking pictures and posting, these people are in it. This is what I was doing at this fucking moment. Uh, Shrimp, Shrimp Rodeo, our buddy Maddie said... I can't listen, but I send Pepper a couple of emails. Have him check, please. Thanks, bros. Um, Aaron, hold on. Aaron, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, buddy. Yeah. Hey, um, Rob, Rob Delaney wrote an interesting piece for Vice Magazine about this very thing, and that's what soldiers do. They fucking get paid to go fight and kill and shit on people and, and piss on them, and that's they're warriors, and that's what they do when they're they're out in the fucking field. It's it's really not that big a deal or that big a fucking surprise or shock to anybody that these guys are. If you're fucking trying to kill someone and they're trying to kill you, it's barbaric. And maybe when he, you fucking he, blow someone, here's the problem, dude. We've run a a PR campaign since at least World War Two, maybe even before then. That somehow. Our guys are different. Somehow our guys are there for the basic rights of freedoms, blah, they're blah, blah. Different. None so, of them are different. They're all, they're trying to kill each other, right? right. You know? No, uh, I get you completely. But what I'm saying is we have set up the American ser servicemen from a long, long time ago as being completely different. So, yes, these pictures are going to shock people who refuse to believe in the reality of the horrors of war. And I they still it. think of it as some kind of Audie Murphy, freckle-faced boy who can't wait to get home to be with his gal and all that kind of stuff. Give now I'm, to the kids and whatnot. I'm telling it. you this. This kid that, that just stopped by here, Maddie, is the sweetest kid you'll ever meet in your life. He's a fucking great guy. I can't picture him in war. Neither can I. Not at all. I mean, we just fucking had a good time after the show. I had a couple cocktails. And yet that's what he's been trained for. Yeah. That's what he's there to do, and that's a fucking harsh reality of the whole thing. Um, all right, let's go over here to Jeff in Arkansas. Sharon Runfest. Hey, uh, ever since the camera's gone to war, there's thousands and thousands of these pictures from World War II on that are uh, that are in people's files. So social media is just blowing it out of proportion. There have been pictures like this forever. Well, we don't want to face the truth of war. We don't. We want to believe in that, uh, you know, the raising of the Hiroshima flag. That's the kind of pictures that we want. We want to see um, a young Johnny Depp carrying a village child up on his shoulders. That's what we're looking for. Uh, we don't want to see the ugly stuff. Uh, Rick in Ohio, you're on the fence. Yeah, hey there, Ron. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to give you guys a few ideas to send over to Matt over there. Uh, God bless it for being there. 
uh, the soldiers that are deployed like that, they love batteries, uh, baby wipes, chips, candy, uh, those little Kool-Aid packs that got sugar in them already. All you got to do is throw them in the water, mix them up, and they're good to go. By the way, I'm glad you said that because the Candyman is uh, sending us some stuff right now. All right, so let's go over this. Make a list. They want baby wipes, batteries, batteries, and chips. And Kool-Aid. Yeah, the little Kool-Aid pack. You already got the sugar in it. You just put it in the water because they don't have a lot of sugar over there. How about we send them sugar then? Uh, Yeah, yeah, you can throw that in there, sure. I want us to keep sending stuff, Fez. Okay. Nothing else? Uh, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. I know double A's and C batteries are really popular. Double A's and C batteries. NBDs Mm -hmm. and everything. All right, buddy. I appreciate it. You betcha. Uh, Here's uh, Chad Tampa. Right. How you doing, brother? Good. Hey, I was in the first Gulf War, and we took pictures of the dead. We had in fact used some post-match to them, put cigarettes in their mouths and a soda can and propped them up. It's normal to do crazy shit like that. It helps relieve the stress. may not be right, but you get in a certain mindset where things get a little twisted. So it's kind of a, a dark humor to keep you through it. Absolutely. Now, you can see why it would freak the folks back at home, though, right? Absolutely. We, you know, thank God the digital age wasn't around back then. Otherwise, that stuff would have been on Facebook and everywhere else. But, yeah, it, it really helps keep your mental state, even though it seems weird, but it helps keep things in focus and blow off steam. Uh, let's go over here to uh, Brian. Brian, you're on the Run Fez Show. Hey, Ron. How you doing? Yeah. Uh, well, I'm just going to dispute Hicks a little bit because he said that on any given week, more photos are posted to Facebook than the history of man. That's what this asshole said. I am an asshole. <laughs> So wouldn't next week have to include all of the previous Facebook pictures? I found the article that I uh, read, and then I'm... Actually, I was wrong, oddly enough. <laughs> all right, what do you got? Okay, actually, right, so this is the thing that I found, like, just eight months ago or whatever. The actual fucking fact I was trying to draw out of my fucking brain was Facebook accounts for... F- Four percent of all of the photos ever taken in the history of man, not more than their upload. In the history of the world, since I think 1901, when we started taking pictures when the Kodak Brownie or whatever was invented. But, you know, people are uh, bringing this up. I do think that the iPhone has really even kicked it up more than it was, you know, three, four years ago. Yeah, because it's so It's good. constant. And people shooting video of you. Yeah. And I remember it was only about six years ago that Fez was furious that someone shot um, a video of him having a conversation at a party. That was maybe five years ago. It was right before I came on the yeah. show. Yeah, it was a little over five. And Fez was ready to fucking kill over it. And now you couldn't even have that argument. I mean, oh, it's no, just it's, constant. It's, it's just constant. And you should probably get around to apologizing to that guy. No, I'm not going to apologize to that person. I thought I saw the camera there. I thought it was a still photo. But no, it was taping a conversation. I felt like I was being bugged. But what we're saying is that's how you live now. Oh. You're looking back at it like that was a unique deal. And this is constant. Um... Here's all right. Some people are saying, "Hey, how can we get involved in this?" If anybody wants to send stuff for Matt to our studio, 
we'll ship it to him from here yeah. with your note. Yeah. If well, you want to do that. We'll forward it over, no problem. Uh, because we don't want to give out his information over the air of, of where he's at. Yeah. Uh, but his chick is sending us that information. So you could just send it to Chris. Um, I know that he likes Jack Daniels. Yeah. Uh, cigars, Romeo and Juliettes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marlboro Reds. Oh, loves them. Can't get enough of them. All good stuff. That's a great place to start. Yeah. Those are probably at the top of the list. Mm-hmm. Um, Steve, North Carolina, you're on Fez. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. Um, I just got back from Afghanistan. I'm Purple Heart recipient, everything like that. Um, just had some ideas for you guys, man. Cigarettes, dip, and socks were always on the top of my list, um, along with like handwritten letters and stuff like that. It doesn't seem like a lot, but it really does make a difference when you're out there. You like to read handwritten letters? Yeah, I mean, what we would usually get is uh, even from grade school kids and stuff like that, just letters of support cards and stuff like that. You know what I mean? It gives us something to do on our downtime, and it, it really means a lot to us. It's nice. Huh. Are we writing all that down? Yep, I got cigarettes, dip, socks, handwritten letters. Romeo and Juliettes. Romeo and Juliettes. Jack Daniels. Jack Daniels. Is that what you guys like? Everybody likes this guy. Let's do Universal. Don't be stupid. Like fucking Aaron Water. Um, let's go over to Bobby in Kentucky. You're on Ron Fez. Hey, how's it going, Ron? Good. Um, I'm going back to the pictures in Afghanistan and all that. I feel like uh, the barbaric aspect of war will always be there, but I feel like it's taken up a notch for the sake of the photo. Do you know what I mean? I um, feel like... That the guys are just doing shit just to have their pictures taken. Exactly. Like, mm. they're, they're up in their, their the barbaric nature with the, the body parts, what happened, and uh, the the prisoners stacking them up in pyramids naked. I, I, I just feel like it's, it's for a photo op. And it, it's not that Americans are scared to see war. That may be the case in some situations, but... Um, no one wants to see that, let's be honest. No, obviously not. Nobody is going to be comfortable looking at those pictures going, hey, this was such a great idea. I mean, if anything, you're just going to make, if you're being pro the troops, you're going to make excuses for how somebody's head can get to that place. And I certainly see that. I certainly see if you're in a weird place for a long time, You've got to adapt to that weirdness to survive. And seeing just, you're probably seeing fucked up shit every day. Right. Just the, the worst shit possible. And then, you know, and then you're going to act like that. If, but, sometimes. But let me tell you something else. How would we feel if we saw the Taliban with these things? You get enraged. You get furious. You can't understand how that would happen. I mean, that's part of our prejudice that I will identify with Americans more than I will... With foreigners. I don't sit around going, hey, I guess they've been through a lot of shit. That's why they're dragging uh, those two bodies around in the back of a fucking Jeep. I'm never going to feel that way. And that's why these things tend to go on and on and on and on forever. Uh, Literally, a little later on today, we're going to announce the next Unmasked. Oh, yeah. Um... 
And then we'll, I think we're going to have, after that, another one announced. Uh, here's Adam in Atlanta. You're in Ronifez. Hey, Ronnie, I think it's a couple of things here. You know, the social media does not allow you to compartmentalize being in war and being at home. And sometimes it blurs that line, and I think that really makes it tougher for the troops. It's nice to communicate, but you really need to separate those two. You know, being a Marine in Afghanistan, I will say I never took a picture of a dead body or dead body parts, and it's just not as prevalent as maybe people think. So, you know, just part of it. Yeah, and it's something that even if you might not have done... Uh, a week before that, you might do the following week, depending on where your stress level is. You know what I mean? Like, uh, there's got to be things that you get strange if you're around a firefight every day. I don't understand why anybody wouldn't see that. But what always bugs me about these war things is how we act like we're not involved as citizens. We are involved. We are responsible for the good as well as the bad. And you have to fucking live with that. Well, I think it's the last, but it's, sadly, it's the last thing people want to talk about. They really just want to push it out of their minds and never, ever think about it. Ever. <laughs> ever. Like, it's away from me, so it's not really happening. Uh, all right, thanks, Adam. Yeah, buddy. Bye. Um, Alan, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, have you seen the story, uh, I think it was on yesterday, uh, in the New York, uh, no, Sunday, a veteran's death and nation's chain. They're saying that uh, the veterans' are, uh, suicide rate is just yeah. unreal, and uh, that's something <clears throat> that needs to be addressed. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know the answer, but my goodness, they're picking people apart over there just because they're, you know, war is hell, you know. And if they take pictures, so be it. They're doing a job for us over there, and you're right, as citizens. We we are, have a lot of play in, into that. But, Absolutely. Uh, also, one other thing, uh, the uh, one thing soldiers like over there, I found out because I shipped a whole bunch over there when my son-in-law went to his last tour. He did three tours in Iraq, and I think that's part of it. They're sending too, too many tours over there, and they're they're seeing too much. And the PTSD, I don't know the answer, but yeah. anyway, what part of that? He did Iraq, and then he signed up for a fourth tour. Well, what did they do? They changed it to Afghanistan, and he hated it. He was one of the 30,000-plus troops first two weeks over there. You know, they went in February, and within two weeks, they're in tents because they don't have accommodations for 30,000-plus troops. And uh, they, uh, the, the river that they were on, oh, flooded its banks, and they ruined all their shit. And, you know, they went through a process for a place, and they did take care of it. But, uh, you know, they just... I just seen that yesterday on about the veterans, and it's like, wow. Yeah, we had that up on our website, and it, it, it's actually you, you, these veterans. Uh, it's tougher for them to come back uh, than it actually even is to stay over there in terms of of the men and guys that we're losing. And this is the thing that we said that we were not going to do when we shipped these guys off. We said this isn't another Vietnam. You know, you're going to be returned differently. And we just fucking lie. We just don't take care of things. And everything you said, Alan, is outside of what most Americans could deal with. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's outside. And yet they, we expect these guys to deal with it. Well, here's another thing. When I first started dating her, his mom, and it's my son, uh, stepson, but uh, now, but I'm so patriotic. I went to the Hallmark card store and I, hey, I'm going to start sending cards over there of encouragement. Guess what? They had to go to another room. And get it, and basically dust the, the card, patriotic cards out. Yeah, this is about two years ago. That's just, you know, we we're just so 
you know, stuck in our own world, you know, life goes on. But uh, anyway, uh, coffee is one thing that they love over there. In fact, I sent a brewer over there. I mean, we're talking probably 80 to 100 pounds of coffee because they didn't have even coffee pots set over there. But the good thing is uh, one of the top guys over there at Kandahar sent me, when he came back, he had a flag that was flown over uh, enemy territory, and it was presented to me with the, with a the certificate, and uh, I just I couldn't believe it. He he actually gave it to me uh, the day before he got married, and uh, it just it, it, I, can't, I can't say enough about these guys over there, and they're just picking them apart, you know. Yeah. But anyway. All right. Thanks for calling us, Alan. Oh, uh, okay. You can hear this in the family of people that are actually there, uh, and it does. You know, it does thing. Just the way Americans are, it's out of your fucking mind. You know, it's out of your mind. You you don't set out to do shit like that, but you know, it's very very weird that you hear about some atrocities of the world or whatever is going on, and then later I'll be like depressed because the fills are getting off to a slow start. You know what I mean? Like it is part of the human condition. You can't just sit around. And be responsible all the time. Uh, you'd, you'd be ruined. But I'm just person. like, the window was shutting. <laughs> it's okay. Um, here's some of the stuff that came up. Uh, beef jerkies, trail mix bars, canned tuna and canned chicken. And Gatorade is liquid gold for the boys over there. Um, Hicks fell very, very much in love with the bromance. The bromance is a good man. Had some fucking drinks with him. And I'd like to call this, you know, the serviceman and the hipster, if I was going to write one of those things. <laughs> I'm not a hipster. Um, Pigford Stevenson said, the only problem with blowing off steam theory is that the opposite situation, there would be most likely outrage. I fucking said the same thing on the air. I get it completely. But I also think I can't look at these fucking kids and act like we're not responsible for them being there. We are. Whether you fucking voted for the war or cheered for the war or were against it. But I saw a lot of fucking people beating that fucking war drum ten years ago. Oh, a so, lot of fucking people. So that shit dropped. People were like, fuck yeah. it, let's nuke them, dude. And they think, like, oh, now that I've changed my opinion, I'm somehow released to that. I'm somehow up above it. Powdered Gatorade. I didn't even know there was such a thing. Yeah. I don't even know the last time I had a powdered fucking drink like that. <laughs> I think it would kill me. <laughs> I think if I had, like, a Kool-Aid... It would be like I like somebody had taken like a thing of jacks and sharpened the edges of it and then shoved them into my heart. Oh, come on. Tropical Punch Kool-Aid? No, I can't remember. I would have had them in the child. That's the worst one. The, le- the, oh, red, the redder they are, the worse they are. No, Tropical Punch is the best. Are you talking about communist? That too. Oh, and Kool-Aid You uh, really hate flavors. communist? We're so past the Red Scare. What's that? It's a, <laughs> I'm sorry. Doing the show. Um, Last time I bought Kool-Aid was to make fucking jungle juice. Uh, well, yeah, that's a racist statement. No, it's not. Tropical Punch is the go-to flavor for your jungle juice out there, people. Um, let's go over here to Stumpy. You're on Fest. Hey, let's get your pen ready there, boss. I got some stuff for you most people don't think about. Uh, Ziploc baggies. 
matches, uh, batteries that were already brought up. Footballs and frisbees go over good. Playing cards, uh, like I say, any of the powdered drinks and little packets of Splenda. My cousin's over there. That's the stuff they really like when they get it something different. Splenda. Really? Yep, Splenda. Yes, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, don't ask. I don't know. It's just a little individual package. They can carry them around with them in a the Ziploc bag and keep shit dry. All right, bro. Thanks for these tips. I wonder how quick Fez and Chris Stanley will run out of this. Like, they'll do it once, and then maybe a second time, it'll be half the size. <laughs> but just like everything else. Um, all right. Uh, handsome Johnny Tube Steaks has been trying to knock. Uh, the queen of the I-Bang off. Uh, and from the beginning, it's been the queen, right, Hicks? Mrs. Kate Upton. Miss Kate Upton, excuse me. Miss Kate Upton. She's Miss. Yeah, no, she's... by the way, Miss Kate Upton is not old enough to um, buy a cocktail for herself. Nope. She is 19 years old. But let me ask you this. If she said, would you mix me a drink, would you do it or say you're not old enough? Make sure a drink. I don't give a fuck. Like here you go. Here's fucking Jack on the Rocks. Here's the drink I mixed for you. You just broke the law, my friend. <laughs> oh come on, big deal. Big deal. What? What are you gonna find serving a minor? I'm not a fucking bodega. I'm just a person. Speaking of which, you know that girl that you fell in love with that was still taking welfare after uh, <laughs> winning the lottery? Yeah, that grows great. She could take years in prison now. This thing is coming up. She <laughs> oh, could no. do like. Two to six. Oh, bullshit. Yeah. She's going to have to use some of that lottery money and get herself a lawyer. Um, and the actual law there is, they call it cunty. She was oh, being cunty. God, I don't think she was being cunty. She was being thrifty. They were still standing the checks. Why not take advantage? It was their fuck up. She deserves a break. You've got, that's the weird thing about a law, is like, if you break a law that you're not aware that exists... You were still breaking the law. The ignorance ain't fucking... It don't mean shit. <laughs> Bullshit, man. Because I'm always saying, I thought that I could fucking do this. I had no idea. Wait, so you're saying this is bad, and there's someone actually wrote, thought about this and wrote it down that I can't do it. Now, would you think that there was a law against fishing for, for uh, with hand grenades? There is. You I can't use the law? Yeah. I, maybe possession And I was doing grenade. it at the Wildwood Beach. What? Yeah, I just thought I'd get some of the... I think that some of the big fish are a lot closer to the shore. So I just started hauling some out there. And they're like, people are in the water. And I'm like, fuck you, I'm fishing. I'm not fucking bothering them. They shouldn't bother me. It's kind of bothering them if they're near the hand grenade. What are you, a cop? Because you fucking sure sound like I one. ain't no cop. You come on like one. What? Really? All right, so you're done with the Kate Upton. She doesn't work for you, handsome. No, no, not at all. And the girl that you put up... I got a new. I got a. I got a new Kate. I got a new and improved Kate. I got Kate Mara. What? All right, Kate Mara, not a, um, not a model. She's an actress. Not a model. She's an actress. Not really a household name, but she's she's cropped up in a couple things. She was in 127 Hours with James Franco. She was in Shooter with Mark Wahlberg. Uh, she's in a television show, American Horror Story, on FX. And she is simply stunning. Now, her dad owns the Giants. Is that who it is? Yeah, and her sister is Rooney Mara, the, um, the girl with the dragon tattoo. Now, I just saw Kate, uh, well, I think it's on demand right now, in a little movie called Peep Show. Just a tiny little film. She's terrific in it. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
And I also saw her in a little film called, I think it was Thank You More, Please. Yeah, Happy Thank You More, Please. All right, that was at it. Sundance, which she was phenomenal in. Oh, uh, I thought, was, she was, I thought she was great. That fucking movie annoyed the shit out the of me. I, I don't blame her. I'm not blaming her. But I do think... Uh, all right, we've got the pictures up on the iBang. I do think she's adorable. She's just cute. She's cute, but she's got a side to her, man. She's got a little. She's got a secret sexy side, the kind of girl that would take you off to the side, do a little fun business, then come back to the party, be nice. What kind of fun business? You talking about? All right, you're right. But here's the thing about her. She's definitely... Girlfriend material. She's definitely marriage material. But is she the kid of material that we're talking about here? The sex bomb. I think if they gave her a chance to be one, she could. All right, I got another worry for you here. And I'm just watching this now. Notice how most of these pictures she's working to one side. The left side? Yeah, that frightens me. Like, what is wrong with the other side? Wow. Why are you constantly tilting that way? Wow. I gotta find one. Of the She's got a good side. side. That left side is her favorite. Or at least that's what the photographer likes. That's what the photographer sees that. He's the one pictures the pictures. All right, let me see what some of the people are saying here. Upton wins. Grasping at straws. Are we tube snakes? No way. Upton wins. Who? And then Liz Sets Fire writes, No, no. No way. No. Well, then these people have terrible tastes in women. Oh. Well, if you say that, then go back to Yoga Pants. Because I think Liz Sets Fire did a fantastic job of picking the correct person in yoga pants. She's like, um, she's like a buddy girl. Okay. She will sit there. Uh, she picked a woman in the light green. Look on the second row. Look at that. Now that's a great ass to pick. That's probably Kate Mara. No. Now you just see that's you grasping again. Yeah. Let me see what else that they're writing here. Maybe you're right. Fuck no. Zero respect for handsome. Meh. Kate Mara, she can't act. Um, what's Ouch. handsome Johnny smoking? This twink is a dude. Maybe we should change the name to handsome tranny tube steaks. <laughs> Here's you fail tube steaks. Oh, Tubi. Swing and a miss, ass hat. Keep trying. <laughs> I think the maid on American Horror Story is better than her. Oh, the, uh, the redhead. And then Liz sets fire and appreciates that thing. She needs to shave her upper lip on, page, on pick six. Well, I think you guys are being a little harsh. Because I do... Oh. But I do think she's adorable. She's adorable. But I don't know whether you'd send her into... Um, you know, she should be the pinup model. Oh, Miss Upton. All right, some people are just writing. All right, here's Jabibi. Kate Mara is very hot, but compared to Kate Upton, not even close. That's like comparing Silver Surfer to Hulk and Spider-Man. What does he mean what does by that? Mean? that? What does it even fucking mean? See, that's, you know, his blockbuster action movie talk. Oh, oh okay, I got you. Bring back Hans Bananas. She strikes me as a total cunt. She'll steal from your house. She's not even a Kate Jackson. Her balls are showing. Um, I bet Mara's dick is bigger. Upton for the win. Madness. Handsome tranny twink steaks. So disappointing. Oh, twink steaks. Um, the pictures are up on the eye bang. They're all there.
Uh, Kevin, South Carolina, you're on Fez. Hey, great show, boys. Uh, yeah, my boy was in the Marines, and him and all his buddies lived on Red Bull for the entire time he was there. Shit, we can get him Red Bull. Was that? Is that a good idea? Why not? What yes. the fuck? Why not? What if you fucking get someone amped up? Day, yes. Day what if, what if you got to fucking sleep. stay awake all night? Yeah. Okay. They go for days without sleeping. They need Red Bull. They live on We can get a Red Bull so. easy. I don't know what Fezzy thinks it's like over there. I got stashes of Red Bull, so no one ever fucking today. <sighs> all right. Let's see. Johnny said eight comp Upton. Um... She has the hunchback in the fourth pick at the top. Or you guys are just being cruel, because she's a cute girl. Knife to gunfight is kind of unfair. What the fuck is wrong with Johnny? Kate Upton all the way. All right, now I get to see the maid on American fucking gothic or whatever okay. it's called. Where's UCB? I think some of these people are really rough on her. I think she's adorable. I totally agree with them on that. This is the mail. All right. You want to hear one more message from Matt? Okay. Oh, shit. Followers. Thanks, guys. I can't wait to listen to the show. Rocking the blue blockers, regardless of, on, of army regs. Oh, Jesus. God bless. Good work. Even Zeitz loved him. Yeah. Zeitz, I want you to look at the moon when he's looking at the moon at the same time. Like Fievel? No, like that fucking, what was the name, Nicholas Sparks movie. Notebook? I don't know which one it is. It's like you go away, and then you come back, and you try to win me back, but I'm with somebody else. By the way, Maddie's chick better not be fucking around with anybody else. Oh, God. No. I will go to West Virginia Seriously, and I will fucking turn that town out. It's going to look like Mick and Mallory rolled in. Good. Fucking let them all know. Now, Zeitz, did he already walk back? He's there. Where are you? Because I know you're a a kind of girl-next-door guy, and you like the, the romances. Where are you on this Kate Upton versus Kate Mara battle? I often think Kate Mara is super hot. But I think she's hot in the context of just looking at Kate Mara. When you look at Kate Mara versus Kate Upton, I don't know what Johnny Two Stakes is talking about. It's it's really not fucking fair. It's because <laughs> it's like comparing a dude with a professional athlete. It's just a different thing. Kate Mara, if you ever had the opportunity to date, marry, whatever it was, do it. And I think she's a good little actress. I really do. I'm a fan. Bunch of fucking naysayers we got. Uh, they, I know they're attacking the shit out of you, dude. Yeah, you're getting destroyed, twin. You, now look at his face. Like I give a shit. He is I'm no, mad you now. You do fucking I'm mad. care. No, I'm you fucking care mad inside. Now. No, no, I'm mad. What what has got you angry? That people do not disrespecting her just because of Kate fucking Upton. What has she done? What has Kate Upton done? She was born and uh, she. That's so was Mara. That he's but that's anything. that's the fucking thing. Is like you don't have to do anything. To be a supermodel, you're just oh my god! Look at that Kate Upton video. You're just a beautiful person, <laughs> and maybe not even inside. That's oh no! Cheating. God knows what goes on in that 19 year old brain of hers. Oh, she's <laughs> retarded. I I just I think the pictures are sexy, but when she's talking or interviewed, it fucking ruins it for me. I never I've tried to avoid any interviews or her talking just because fuck it. I always make up a personality. A person where she just plays her tits. <laughs> I also want to show Zeke something else. We're going to get up in just a second. Just for Mr. Top 40. 
that he fucking loves so much. And every reason that he should. Um, Brandon, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, how you doing? Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to call Fez a moron about the whole Red Bull thing. Quick story. I was in Afghanistan back in 2009. Never drank an energy drink at all. It's so good. Just got off my sixth day of work. And then I had, they have them, they're called, uh, I, I don't even remember what the hell they're called. They're like Red Bulls, only the generic Afghani brand. And I had one of those, and I was up for like two days straight, but the best thing ever, because I was so focused and everything, and it's great when you're overseas, trust me, fuck right. that damn cup thumb. Let, let's, uh, let's get something straight. You never have to call us and say that Fez is retarded. <laughs> we no. fucking know it. He doesn't think. He doesn't understand the things that he does say. So what? All right. Zitz, I remember that we did not let you get into your full... Rebecca Black thing the way that you wanted to on the air. Yeah. So I'm going to try to make that up to you now. These are uh, two girls. I don't know what the fuck they're called. But I actually, I'm not even sure. I To me, it seems like they want people to think they're bad. But you judge as a top 40 guy. great song compared to all the other shit that they play. That's what I told you when Friday came out. I go, I don't see it that it's any worse than anything <laughs> that they play on the radio. It really does sound exactly like a real pop song. Yeah, it does. But uh, this just sucks. Alright, Zietz, uh, I gotta also point this out to you, and Hicks found this, I believe, on Gawker, and, they, and everybody sent it in to us saying, is this Mark Zito? It's a Wall Street guy who kept a spreadsheet of the women that indeed, that they dated, uh, much in the way that your friends say that you keep a creepy fucking notebook. I just keep a list of what I've done with the women. I don't necessarily oh my God. have a, a spreadsheet with wink dates and dates of message communication. Well, no, on 3-6, I winked her, and then she winked at me. But her online day. appearance was a 7.5. Now, here's the thing. I'm, I'm going to do a strange thing here and somewhat defend this guy. Because if you were in, involved in online dating and say, I'm just throwing this shit at the wall and whatever happens, going to come back, it is difficult to remember who's who. 
that's yeah, that makes sense. But as to how this got out, that he actually sent it to one of the women he was talking to. Zito would do that too. He would think that he made a friend and say, "Look, let me show you how weird I am." Yeah, but see, no, no, no. I would never give her. I would show it on my laptop. Like I've showed people my list. I've yeah. never sent the list to anyone send else. Send it to me. Oh, you can trust me. No, send it to Hicks. Come on, I'm not gonna to send it to Hicks. Send it to Hicks. You Come could, on. you could definitely trust him. I don't you know. Trust me, 100. percent just send it over. I, okay, I guess. I, mean, I think it's just a guy's way of keeping a diary. I mean, I think a, a girl would write well, down, you know, how a date went and everything. Well, this is ones that haven't even happened, though. Mm. This is him working all these things at the same time. Yeah, except for Expectations are in here. Uh, and when you were running, I mean, I'm sorry. It's still creepy, but I'm trying to say, <laughs> dudes are pretty fucking creepy. Zeitz is oddly <laughs> creepy. <laughs> But he feels like he needs to keep that so he doesn't forget anything. I, I don't want to forget. This guy's very organized. Well, yeah, yeah that's probably what he does, whatever his yeah. shitty, I stupid fucking life is. He's a weird finance job. I think women would find this an attractive quality in a man. Like, look how organized he is. He's clearly not living in filth, I'm assuming. He has all these nice spreadsheets. Yeah, like fucking American Psycho. Yes. That guy kept a nice fucking apartment, too. Yeah. Very... And he put plastic down before he chopped your body up. Consider it. Well organized music collection too. I don't fucking get how women do it. That men are so disgusting. I don't know why. You know, if it was fucking turned around, like one of those freaky Fridays and you woke up a fucking woman, you're either a lesbian or a nun. You don't fucking start dating dudes. No. Also, I don't understand how with online dating and you kinda of alluded to this with the casting a wide net, how is he only contacting eight people? Like you, I would maybe assume these are the only the eight that he yeah. has actual fucking back and <laughs> forth with, you know. Or maybe these are the only ones that we're seeing. We're not seeing all the spreadsheets. Yeah, because I think uh, they they when they got this thing, they took out a bunch of stuff. Because so mm -hmm. you also had a list of um of family friends and people he's met through his family abroad. Oh, family. that's nuts. <laughs> You know, Gawker has no trouble putting shit up now. They have become the boldest. It's because of A.J. Delorio. When he took over as their editor, he used to be a Deadspin. Mm -hmm. He just, like, he was the one at Deadspin that ran with all those crazy ESPN stories and everything. Like, right. he just doesn't give a shit. He's, like, notorious for that. And makes the site pretty awesome, all things considered. Well, what's his background? What did he do before he came online? Was he working in a magazine, or is he, he straight? I think he might have worked with a Philadelphia... I know he's from Philly. Mm -hmm. uh, I think he might have worked with the Inquirer. I'm not totally sure. I think he did something with, um... I know he did stuff with Will Leach, who was the original editor-in-chief at Deadspin. And I think they might have worked for a site called, I think it was Black Table or something like that. Uh -huh. I forget the exact name, but I don't really know too much beyond that. Well, I'll tell you, I like, lately they've been like, we don't give a shit. Don't ever threaten us. I mean, they're taking on Scientology and then... Um, Fox Mole. Yeah, the Fox Mole came up. What was the thing that you were showing? Oh, Hicks was showing me the... Uh, gossip thing that they kind of out it. Oh yeah, for Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> that, it was Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> this ridiculous expose and like insight into this website <laughs> that only posts blind items, right, for right. fucking celebrity shit. And then they found just this one commenter they they noticed was commenting all over the place that said it was an insider in Hollywood. And then from all the things the guy was posting about, small little details, they figured it out it should be Robert Downey Jr. And then they actually brought up a blind item, said who they th believed it to be. And it was basically that her dad beat and raped her when she was younger, yeah. and now she needs to be beat and raped now as an adult. To get off. I'm like, whoa, that's exposing <laughs> yourself? No, guess not. Looking around, nobody did anything. <laughs> They're like, okay, I guess that's out there now. So you would keep a spreadsheet if you had a better head for it? 
Yeah, I think I'd, I'd want to know. It, it just looks nicer. My, yeah. my Word document is a clusterfuck. It's just New Times Roman, just pages right. and pages of whatever. Let me ask you this. If I sent you and Handsome Johnny Tube Sticks into a bar, mm-hmm. one of you had to come out with a check. Who would do it first? I know he's going to say he thinks he could, but it'd be me. Why do you think that you can get it more than handsome Johnny Tube Well, because I saw him get really wild up quickly about... He uh, got angry fast. Yeah, and I was like, uh, <laughs> whoa. I love, he's now still going back reading over what <laughs> people are saying shit about him. You can't let go. Look, I'm just going to ask the listeners this. On that site, please don't make anything personal about handsome Johnny Tube Because no. he gets his feelings hurt fast. Tube Stakes. Are you still going back and reading? Yes. Why? Because I want to know what people have to say if they have better options out there. Besides, there's got to be someone better than Kate Upton. I think it's Kate Mara. I honestly do. <laughs> why? Why don't anybody agree with you? Not only that, but they're attacking your person. And I don't yeah. know why. <laughs> all I do uh-huh. is post pictures. <laughs> That's all he's done. <laughs> he's only tried to give. <laughs> they don't. Be- they just seem to like they love their Kate Upton. Oh, they calling him shit tube. No. Oh my God. Guys, don't say anything personal about him. I know from, from you know personal experience, it hurts. It doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good when people say mean things. And all he's done is try to bring you some beautiful pictures of someone that he cares about. That's it. Take the tube steak out of your ass, Johnny. See, oh. that's fucking... <laughs> that's mean. It is. And personal. Because that, I think, is how you got your nickname, right? J- Jake from Florida. Jake from Florida says, give me the fucking Giants. Give me Mara as a wife and Upto- Upton as my f- special fuck buddy. Like He's one. a nice little scenario. Yeah, like it's not going to work for that you, dude. You don't, you don't have that kind of fucking pull. Thanks for nothing, shit stakes. All right, see? Hey, man, if I've made one person on my side, I've done my job. You haven't, though. I got one. I got one. You oh. got a guy who said he'd want to fuck them both, but mainly fuck Upton, because your special fuck buddy you don't need if you're totally satisfied with the hotness of your wife. Further man got me. She's gorgeous. I'll have her. I'll take that. Okay. I know Further Man. He's fucking retarded. <laughs> hey, fucking He's gorgeous. I like her. <laughs> you're just writing on a notebook, Further Man. That's not even going anywhere. I, uh, you know how we always sit around and bitch about fucking sports? I just want to say this. Now, you remember when the Italian football team, the guy pulled a fez in the middle of the game. That's <laughs> um. not funny, Zito. <laughs> well, how often do you do that when I'm getting a laugh, that you yell, it's not funny? <laughs> uh, by the way, I will never forget this. The last time we did the unmask with the annoying uh, Jewish girl, what was her name? Fran Drescher. <laughs> At one point, she tries to correct me for being politically incorrect when i said man and wife and she goes it's husband and wife you know what i mean because yeah. she's so you know yeah, and then i hear someone clapping i turn around and it's Watley, oh. and i fucking literally stopped young man so i go what are you doing clapping you don't fucking try to get my audience this is after he knocked the set over all right so anyway we're not calling it a fez when a person has a heart attack and dies we're just saying he did so it's I'll see oh. I'll see how that hurts. So Italian football player he has a heart attack and dies. Yes. The team they don't have any, you know, commitment to do this. This guy's parents died when he was a kid. And he has a disabled sister that he was the uh financial and only emotional responsibility. There she had no one else in her life. He was taking care of her. The football team said we and they don't have any, there was no link to this. We now take responsibility of this girl. She, for the rest of her life, 
what? We shall take care of her. We will take care of her. We'll pay all of her bills. We'll make sure that she's fine for the rest of her life. And I'm like, wow, in the NFL... We don't even take care of fucking guys that played for us and got hurt. You know, we've got guys that were all pros that are wandering around retarded in their old age because they've got brain uh, damage. And here this Italian team did something like this. And I'm like, it's that simple. That quickly, I've never heard of this team before. And now I'm like, I'm a major fan of them. That's just some unheard of shit. It is. To take care of a family member? That's yeah. awesome. That's really cool. But it, isn't it when you think about it, the right thing for a big... Yeah. You know, they've got the money. They can do this. They have the money to do the right thing and then do it without anyone asking for it or anything else. Don't soccer teams, aren't they almost more like families? Because aren't there like younger divisions that like all fall under mm-hmm. like the teams? Like, I mean, it seems like they have it together. Better yeah, they actually they do away with what we would call minor leagues and college and high school and grade school, and they'll pick the kids up. Oh. There's kids that'll sign contracts when they're six or seven. Maybe that's not the and best. They'll groom. I don't know. I don't know. I'll tell you this: uh, Nike and, and places like that start keeping uh, spreadsheets on kids. As young as fifth, sixth grade, so they can watch who's moving up. What's, so you know pretty early on who's got this, who's got a shot at it. What's particularly creepy about that is they also have that for like in America, just for like high school and fifth grade basketball players, like AAU players. Like if uh-huh. you're just a guy who one day, you know, you root for Louisville or Kentucky or somebody, and you want them to sign this fifth grader, you can go and like watch that kid's progress, right, on some random website. Um, because that quickly is when you start to know. You really do. Like, you know about what age where you thought, oh, those fantasies I had that one day that I will play, you know, for the Yankees. That's just kid thinking. Crazy talk. I mean, most kids stop playing sports by the time they're 14. Playing any organized sports. Something like 80% or 90% just say, okay, that's as far as I was going to go with it. Yeah, if you're not good enough to make the high school team, you're pretty much done. But even if you just make the high school team, you're pretty much done. I mean, you're playing because it's fun, but you stop having dreams, you know, that it's going to go on beyond this. Yeah, that was a really, that happened very, very early for me, where I was just like, I don't think I can do this ever. And Rudy goes around ruining for people that should have that thought. Oh, if I try for four years, maybe I'll get put in one dead play, and then there'll be a movie about me. He did it. You got done. Tube steaks, would you stop looking? I'm not anymore. I'm done. I'm done with it. Oh, oh good. That's, you that's that good last because one. there's a lot of mean shit here. Yeah, a lot <laughs> couple. Now I'm going back. Um, maybe here's somebody that we should be going with. Is her name Bar Raffaelli? Is that how you say it? Bar Raffaelli. All right, Bar Raffaelli. Um, and Hicks, you found this. She claims she tweeted this <laughs> that she got a security uh, pat down by a woman at the airport. That she felt was bordering on molestation. Yeah, made her feel very uncomfortable and left no doubt about that woman's sexual orientation. This lesbian, or at the very least by curious, couldn't control themselves. No, they has had to pull her aside and get a piece mm-hmm. of young Bar Raffelli. But look how beautiful she is. Yeah, she's way out of Kate, Kate Middleton. Kate, what, what's the other? Damn it, Mara. 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 Maybe she could. Maybe Barr is our new queen of the pinup, though. She had Leonardo DiCaprio for a while. 
You know so much about who's dating who, don't you? You know, I got a I, celebrity 411. <laughs> you knows it. He always wants to date a celebrity, too. That's his dream. Oh, that would be awesome. What celebrity do you think you can get? Like, Kate Upton. Yeah. Well, see, the cool thing about having, like, where we work is you at least come in contact with these people, so that's yeah. half the battle compared to, you know, normally you're not going to see them. So I at least so. feel like if somebody was having a really bad day, they might be like, all right. Sure. Well, look how many, look how many uh, fucking celebrities date agents. And really... Their job isn't that different than yours. You're, they're just getting them work rather than getting them exposure. Also, a couple guys who host shows here have gotten girls that are like on TV and, and stuff like that. And yeah, but you want a real celebrity, not somebody who's done a cooking show. Okay. Uh, like, yeah. Yeah. There's a guy who's, who's dating a girl now who's done like a couple episodes of Scrubs and was in that movie The Change Up. Does that, does that count for anything? No, let's see what she looks like. Wait, he's he does like her, so I'm only going to say good things, and I don't even know. Don't even tell me who it is. I won't. I don't want to personalize. You wouldn't it. necessarily say nice things. Oh, I I don't like him. Yeah. This chick. She's actually very attractive. I write down who it is who's dating. She's very attractive. From uh, hold on. I gotta see, find out who's dating this. Uh... Oh, he's married. Yeah, I met his wife. Happily married. <laughs> well, uh, who am I to judge? I'm not right? judging anybody. Right? I mean, you know, whatever. And you know, everyone makes choices. Somebody just wrote in. What? There's people at work that you don't like? I thought you liked everyone, Ron. I do. Everyone gets along. Everybody gets along with everybody here. Big satellite radio family. Wait, you know who I don't get along with is Rob Cross. That's the guy. Because he's always running around making those weird statements. Like, don't cross me. You know? Well, here's, uh, he's got a new book coming out. And I've actually, I read the first chapter. Wow. And it's called, I'm Here to Help You, I Lied. And it is a management book <laughs> about how people, how to get people to think that you're you're helping. Foolery. Yeah, foolery. Tom foolery. Let's <laughs> do the forwards by. Uh, you've got the jetpack video. Uh, Hell yeah! The future is here. Hicks has been on top of things lately, and doing a. You're. You know what I've decided about you, Hicks? What's that? You're a technical guy. <laughs> Okay, I'll take that fucking... You are, seriously. You always get all the technical stuff. I like this shit. Now, the jetpack, you loved it. Yeah. Here's what I don't like about it. A, you've got to jump out of a plane to get yeah. it to work. And B, the jet doesn't stay on. You just hit it every once in a while. Give you a little boost. Yeah. And... Um, that's a strange fucking thing. Yeah, Breitling apparently uh, created this fucking... I jet. thought he had a heart attack. No. This is the I know, after he did O&A show. This is an aeronautics company. So there you're basically just falling out of an airplane. But, you know, you don't have a parachute or anything. It's just, he's still going. He's going back up and down. Fucking, he's got some fucking speed here. Yeah, I get it. But, um... He also looks a little bit too much like the Toy Story fucking hero for me. <laughs> yeah, there is Buzz Lightyear <laughs> thing going on, definitely. Now, don't you... The fact that it's not a, a constant jet 
And you say he doesn't have a parachute? You didn't watch it to the end. Oh, shit. It's how he he lands. Well, he's giving a nice thumbs up to everybody. Yeah, that I like. I like a thumbs up. See, the jetpack we want is the one where we can just walk out of our houses and fly off to work. Not go to the airport first. That's the, the fact. This is right on the surface of the problem of this. Is It's not the one that we thought we were going to get. This And this also takes an athlete to do. Yeah, this isn't training. the same as riding a bicycle. No. You've really got to have... You probably need like, a degree in like, fucking... Aerodynamics, sort of, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, you also have the latest scary robot up. Uh, our tech guy, Chris Stanley, <laughs> on top of things today. Um, this video is horrifying. I agree with you 100%. It's robots doing push-ups on the, on the IB wire. And I think this, this robot's been around before, maybe like a year. Yeah, I saw it. But now it's, they've advanced it more. So now it's just it's walking up fucking stairs like a goddamn normal human being. If that doesn't look like a Terminator. It is a Terminator. There's no other word for it. Yeah. This is it. And the um, company that makes these fez, they're called Cyberdyne Systems. Oh. What bothers me is oh. they don't even seem like they know what they're doing. Have they seen the movies? I will also explain this to you. Um, and it may... This is so frightening. It's fucked up what they're doing. Now it's but here's what I don't understand. Now these people got into making robots. You know that they, when they were kids, they 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 read science fiction. They love science fiction. Oh yeah. In our DNA, from the beginning, Jules Verne, they've always told us, "Watch out for the machines. We're going to do battles against the machine. Why are we making them?" Stronger, smarter, better than us. They're going to become sentient, and they're going to be realized we're enslaving them, and they're going to revolt. It's doing push-ups. There's not even a reason for a robot to do push-ups. To me, this would have been like, you know, different tribes that would try to give birth to Vikings. That would be the stupidest thing ever. Like, oh, let's let's uh, raise our own village of Vikings that will turn on us and rape and pillage us. It's totally fucked. Um... Let's go over to um, Mike in Chicago. You're on Runafez. Hey, guys. I've actually been following the, uh, the, uh, the Breitling uh, jetpack man for a while. He actually has two twin turbine jets on a set of wings, and he's a, uh, a French airline pilot. Um, Breitling is a watch manufacturer, and uh, this guy is helping develop the next Terminator, which is a highly modified cybernetic device. Yeah, it's really fucking... It's really nuts. The it's really nice. The robot they had. There's two different robots. One that goes up the stairs, and one that one that's on the fucking treadmill that mm -hmm. also does the push-ups. The one that does the push-ups on the treadmill is basically a humanoid fucking cyborg, whatever android. It's has it has fucking two legs, a torso, and two arms. Luckily, it still has to be plugged into an outlet. Thank Christ. So you can get away from it. <laughs> uh, power is what there is going to be trouble for to get these things going. Yeah. Um, Andrew, you're on a fez. Hey, Ronnie B. Uh, that jetpack's been around since the 60s. Remember they used it in, uh, in the James Bond movie? And, and Super Bowl one, they had one. Everything that Fez yeah. is talking about has been done. I guess it's a matter of, like, safety and fuel are the two things they worry about. Well, yeah. that's the fuel. You can, uh, the, the, deal, the fuel is only good for about a minute and a half, two minutes. So, And they're never going to solve that problem. 
Well, unless there's some fuel that we just can't even imagine right now. Fusion dog, cold fusion. I saw that movie, The Saint, with Val Kilmer. Mm. It creates more energy than when you put in. Is that why you always wear leather pants and keep your money in the front? And then later go like this. There's nothing more beautiful than sitting here looking at someone like you. Bingo. I will tell you this about The Saint. I never turn it off. It's fucking good. It was like that weird mid-90s fucking action movie that, you know, wasn't very good. But You know what bad. they're running on cable right now that I keep on? Uh, not for the plot, not for anything else, other than 60s mod furniture, is the uh, first the prequel to X-Men. Okay. And there's just tons <laughs> of, like, 60s mod furniture. Actually, yeah, first class, I think it was. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see that one, Fez? I haven't seen it. You would love it. It's Marvel. That's your favorite, right? I mm -hmm. am a DC man. Oh, then you're going to the new Batman. No, I'm not seeing any film. Well, who are the DC guys? Because I don't know them all. Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman. Out of all them, only Batman's good. Aquaman is fucking dull as shit. And let's face it, Wonder Woman. I never fucking saw any I never did either. Her. I mean, talk about, like, I just couldn't make the jump. And Aquaman, what fucking good is being under the sea all the time? I don't know. He's going to fucking, I don't know, save oil spills or something. I don't. I really don't know. There's not a lot of undersea crime. What kind of crime? What did he do to save people? Says? Yeah, when boats would turn over, he would help. He would get like two fucking whales to go on one side and push it back up. Really special. He was always getting whales to push things. Whales will bring you back to shore. <laughs> Why can't you? And they don't have anybody besides that? Green Lantern, The Flash... No. The Flash, they never tried to do a movie. I always no. liked the Flash comics when I was a kid. The Green Lantern movie, you didn't see that, Fez? No. I can't begin to tell you how horrific it is. <laughs> I mean, almost from the opening frame. I actually even rewatched that to see if it was as bad. Oh, man. But I will tell you this. G-Baby has me ready for the Avengers. I'm going to go all in and get a big bag of popcorn for it. You're going to fucking give it a big chance? Yeah. I don't care whether it's good or bad. I've already decided. I'm just going to go. Is and I, out of all the cartoon people, well, it's not cartoons, it's comics. Comic, comic book, yeah. But they're still cartoons. Um, only the Robert Downey Jr. is the only one that I'm like, oh, that guy's interesting in this part. And that's mildly so. And the Joker, of course, was. Uh, but Batman's an embarrassment. Robert Downey Jr. is the best one now. That I didn't really like Captain America. I fast forwarded through all just the action scenes and just was like, all right, I was fucking kicking some ass. That's great. And I didn't watch the last Hulk, that Norton Hulk movie. And he's not, Norton's not even in it. Um, uh, the new one? Yeah. I don't mind that. that I, I thought the Ed Norton Hulk movie was better than most of the. Yeah. What do you call it, things? Yeah. And I only liked it when Ed Norton was in it. Um,. Not the rest, not the Hulk part. That was always embarrassing. Um, let's go over here to Aaron. Oops. Uh, Aaron, you're on my Fez. Hey, uh, do you guys, have you guys seen that um, Shiloh LaBeouf is trying to do comic books now? I haven't seen it, but I will tell you this. This is the greatest idea that's ever happened. Because he's the greatest fucking actor of his generation. He's done Transformers. Mm-hmm. And that's it. I don't know what else he's done. Um, if you go to Pajiba.com, the fourth, the fourth article down has got a whole sampling of his stuff. It's uh, 
it's kind of like in the vein of Rain and Teddy Bond, but man, it is it is fucking terrible. Um, all right, peace. Um, oh Shia, he's got a crushed hand, right? He's got. He, I think he did have a crushed hand. I think it's better now. And also, fucking um, Morgan Freeman has a crushed hand. I know, too. a lot They're of actors both. with crushed hands. Yeah, from, Radar O'Reilly. Mm, Radar, yeah, that's crushed right. hand. <laughs> it's fucking crushed hand club. Ugh. He fucking his fingers looks like he's carrying shrimp. Oh, Jesus. Jr. You're on running fez. Hey, Ronnie B, you sound like a million bucks. Thanks. Uh, they've, they've got the uh, Aquaman trailer out there now, and they really should just call this thing straight away Shitty Man, because <laughs> this is going to be the worst of the fucking worst. If they couldn't piece together enough material to make me even think that my kids would, in their state, want to see this, it's going to suck bad. So uh, it's almost worth it for you to check it out, just to just to just in, embrace the shittiness of it all. Well, maybe I have when I get a chance. I'll look at the shittiness of Aquaman. But uh, Ron, you're on the Renefest show. Hey, Ron, how you doing? Good. Hey, uh, they did make a movie on the Flash way back in the early '80s. I think they did. Is that a TV oh. movie? Yeah, they had the yeah. TV series too. Yeah, and they had a TV series, too, at that, I think, before that. I'm not sure if it's before or after that. But, yeah, I went and watched the movie back when I was in high school. So. I prefer Flash Gordon. Man, that apple snapple is just uh, too apple -y. It tastes like you're biting into an apple. Yeah. It's a very intense fucking apple flavor. You drink it all the time, and I was fucking eating fucking acid and mushrooms and shit. Just I need a lot of snapple apple, gotcha. For me... Apple juice means one thing, hospital. Uh, I don't know if I've ever had it outside of the hospital. They're always like, well, why don't you just try some apple juice? Hey, come here. Try a little apple juice. It's good for you. Have some apple juice. You know what? We're going to get rid of that disease if you just drink some apple juice. Okay. That was just pretty fucking healthy. Get out of my room. Out. Out. Creepy. Watch the sports center. <laughs> Fuck off. Beat it. Snapple apple, though. I don't like apple juice. It's just a Snapple product. I think it's very apple juicy. Could you chug this whole thing if it was with vodka? Fuck yeah. All right, let's ask our boss, see if we can do it. Come on. See if Rob Cross. How many? What is that? Was it about 12? You know what Rob said to me about you? What did he say? You tell him Cross the boss said he better not even try drinking that. Well, I'm going to fucking go home and do it then. How do you like that? Go ahead, as long as you don't cross me. Because I will rob you of everything that you hold precious. I get it. His name's fucking Rob Cross, right. and he puts Rob and Look, Handsome Johnny's like laughing, but he doesn't really want to join in because he doesn't. <laughs> you know, like he's like, oh, Rob's a good guy. Great guy. You tell him he won't be so handsome after I take him to the Johnny on the spot. I'm going to tube his steak. What? Huh? Tell me his steak just got tubed. <laughs> Maybe you're Catholic, but I'll rob you of your cross. That's fucked up. Yeah. Why are you robbing your fucking people we work with? And you tell Fez that this is one hat that he won't ever be able to deal with. What? Lee, you know where I'm going. <laughs> Uh, 
Go over the eye bang for the next unmasked. It's an interesting one. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, Mike, you're on the Run of Fez show. Who do you think Aquaman's nemesis will be? Someone trying to take over the under under the water? Who gives a fuck? Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be like a fisherman. Like BP. Yeah, you're fishing outside, you know, some fucking Japanese guy that's killing dolphins. Yeah, he at... actually did have a villain called the Fisherman. Thank you. What a so, shitty now, fucking character. Now, when people go, as an adult, it's really great. Is it saying a fucking guy who lives underwater, who somehow swims fast, but doesn't even have a fucking fin to his name? No, but he's just the king of the sea. Just going around being fucking friends with fish? Yeah, he loves fish. You try to fucking be friends with a fish in an aquarium, they don't give a shit. They don't even notice you, really. They'll just eat you if you died. <laughs> then they're just food that if you die in front of them, they'll eat you. You tell them that I'll rob them of the... Easy, Rob. He doesn't want you drinking at work. What? He doesn't think you're good at it. He thinks you drink like a girl. He's fucking shitting on me like that. I'll crawl across, come in here, I'll drink him under the table. He thinks you're a nun. Really? A straight nun. Great. Well, fucking, I'll prove it any day of the fucking week. During the air, before the show, after the show, I don't give a you fuck. You want to do a drinking contest against fucking Rob Cross? You're going to lose, buddy. Yeah, okay. Not going to happen. You tell him that's my cross to bear. Yeah, right, yeah. Well, you know what? Well, we just had a guy named Drinking Contest. Uh, Tom, you're on the run of Fez show. I like the guy who called in earlier talking about uh, powering the robots, and he said their fuel would only last for a minute and a half, and we'll never solve that problem. I, I think they said that sort of thing, like, man will never fly, man will never get to the moon. I think we're going to solve that problem. You know who's going to solve that problem is other robots. Oh, Jesus. Sorry, Ron, that's all I got. No, it's, it's actually a good point, that we can never sit... Look, let's face something. Let's say if we were, like, ancient Greeks, right? Okay. Not only would the idea that there would be a way for us to get to the moon just be too far gone, <laughs> but the fact that there even was an America, let alone that you could get one to there. <clears throat> you know what I mean? Yeah, go on a, that long a journey across fucking... Well, basically, they would think it's going off the edge of the earth, right? Or, yeah, you'd yeah, be going to another like planet, yeah. another dimension. They actually thought the, the fucking... Uh, planet was flat. That's how stupid these idiots were. They thought it was just a flat thing floating through space. Jesus. Fucking crazy Europeans. Fucking morons. Look at that. Just ships falling off into the abyss. Into what? Where does it go into? Where does this waterfall go? Hades. Why hasn't yeah, why hasn't the fucking the oceans emptied, you <laughs> morons? <laughs> <laughs> It looks like the last of the water is falling off. We're going to have to build a dam for the edge of the earth. Oh, jerks. What stupid assholes. Renaissance my ass. Mm. So that was before the Renaissance. So. <laughs> hey, Hard Rag Jenny. Those robots, I watched that thing, were so fucking creepy looking. Like, for at one point, I was looking to see if maybe there was a guy in a costume. No, man. Yeah. Pretending to be a robot. Like, I'm watching it try to, like, go up the stair and, like, 
slowly take his time, then all of a sudden run upstairs and then running on the treadmill. That was so creepy. Once it gets I, running, it looks like a tank coming at you. I don't know what the hell. Let me what see are they do the tank thing. Because I think it just looks more like a human. You know, yeah, that's, that's the scary part to me. That's is, the scary part go. to me as well. That it's not machine-like enough. No, it's, it has like these fucking plates on its legs that fully form of fucking legs and it's got arms. It fucking looks like a person, man. It's everything that we thought was science fiction we're at the early stages for. The fucking guy's pushing it around, but it has the balance to fucking... Fuck. Yeah, I don't know why they had that big rope attached to it, so maybe it's not that great. Like, I could probably knock it over and then run away. <sighs> I don't know if I could run fast enough to outrun a robot, though. It's got some Nikes on or something. Johnny, do something to stop this. I don't know what I can do to stop Sabotage it. Robot app. <laughs> Look at it. I'm watching it go up the stairs right now, and it's creeping me the hell out. It looks like number Johnny 5 in that movie with Steve Gutenberg. I know. We thought that these things were just fucking movies. Now they're realities. Number 5 alive. Look at him. He's running. That's good. It's nice to pat it's nice to be anti-fucking-packy. You're terrible, man. Yeah, I'm not even I'm picking not up on your, your your fucking tank thing, Fez. I just see uh, tank thing. I just see Terminator. Pure fucking Terminator. Got it. Look, it's, it, why is it wearing sneakers? It's wearing, like, really weird little sneakers. The beauty of this, this is what's going to be ruling our grandchildren. <laughs> that your grandchildren will be working for these robots. You just murder them now in their sleep. Or show them this video, then murder them. We should murder the people who know how to invent them. That too. That's what you got to get to. You got to get to the inventors, not the robots. Because, I mean, to get the inventors, you'll have to get rid of the robots too, because eventually the robots will be able to invent their own robots. It might be too late oh, because. Oh, God. They tried that in Terminator 2 to get to the guy who invented it. Yeah. yeah. Don't ruin that. I'm supposed to say that later today. <laughs> really? That was a red blinking Yeah, light. I'm going to film for him. What? What's the red blinking light on top of it for? <laughs> just like, Danger. Freak us out, that's why. <laughs> look, and then the guy pushes it, and it doesn't lose its balance. How does that happen? Science. It doesn't, it doesn't have arms. It has, like, they look like two shotguns connected to it, and it's, like, twisting around. I, I just don't get it. Here's what gets to me. Uh, do you remember, and I think it was the end of Terminator 2, where they got the hand, and that's when... Cyberdyne went back to make it. Yeah. Uh -huh. I feel like these inventors probably got the idea from seeing Terminator. Because this thing looks so much like the Terminator. Like, you can't fucking teach people a lesson. These machines are going to kill us. <laughs> Period. This is evolution. Maybe the only reason that we were here was to invent artificial intelligence. Why are you so fucking stupid not to see that you dumb human species protect yourself get go out to the fucking mailbox and get your own mail instead of <laughs> acting like oh i've got roby the robot to go down and pick me up milk you fucking morons which god i hate humans more which one scares you more the big yellow one with the red shoes or the smaller one with the like mountain climbing shoes going up the stairs what fucking scares me the most is the one that they love the most, and that's little Amazonov or whatever his fucking name is that the Japs have, they come out with something every year or two. Oh, yeah. and it's like yeah. a cute, fun robot baby. Yeah. Oh, God, I despise it. What about the little Japanese girl robot that they made? 
despise. I hate fuckable robots. When it comes to robots, I want to be seen as some KKK guy. You know what I mean? Like, that's how the robots are going to look at me. Somebody that won't accept them, because I won't. I can't. Looks like there's another anti-robot rally going on. That's a really scary robot voice. Like, yeah, I'm a robot. I'm a stabbing robot. Stab. I stab, stab. Stab. Johnny, it's time for you to uh, announce the next Unmasked. And, uh, this is, you've told me so many times, this is your favorite performer in the world. Gilbert Godfrey is going to be next Monday. Hell yeah. I may have to come to my first Unmasked. You say that. Uh, but he's got a brand new book out called Rubber Balls and Liquor. And who doesn't remember that joke from when you were younger? They <laughs> <laughs> do. Um, so that should be a lot of fun. Gilbert Godfrey uh, doing um, Unmasked with us. With possibly the greatest interviewer of all time. Well, you're just being kind. But I'm going to tell you this, and I'm very happy to say. Now... Johnny, you know how your buddy Eddie Trunk always says that he hates on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, despises it. Even, even goes on Howard Stern about it now. Uh, now, here's what happened. He was represented at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Guns N' Roses go in. Their drummer is wearing a That Metal Show t-shirt. Yep, absolutely. Adler was wearing the TMS colors. Eddie ought to be embarrassed and ashamed of himself. <laughs> when did he go on Stern and say that he hated the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Uh, Monday. He was on the news with Robin. He called. He he. I think he called in and they took his call. And Howard said he was a, a quote unquote a big deal. Mm, he is a big deal. Headwise, yeah, but um, mm. well, you know what? You never want your friends to do well. I do know. I love that Eddie did well. I don't know if you appreciated my tweet where I said I think he's going to come up with a line of T-shirts that have his picture on it with him doing the two thumbs up, and on the back it says Eddie. It says Howard Stern says I'm a big deal. I don't know if he liked that tweet, but that I was mean. mean. That was, was a mean tweet. Mean spirit. I haven't talked to him since. And I'm Plus, a, Eddie's always loved Howard. He does. He, he said it was a huge. I talked to him yeah. afterwards, and he was very excited. Yeah, he's always told me. He said he's always been a gigantic fan. He said he can cross that off his list, is what he told me. And the next thing on his list is what? <laughs> I'm not sure. I didn't, I didn't get that far. Playing fucking ping pong with Ozzy? <laughs> no, Ozzy. No, 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 no. Ozzy despises him, huh? Yeah, there's a whole rift between uh, Eddie and... It's, I think it's more with, with Mrs. Osborne. I think it's with, with Sharon. He doesn't know why. He has no idea. You know what? He could use Howard to fucking help him with that because they're going to be doing that show together. He's got a lot of he's got a lot of connections to Sharon. I mean, mm -hmm. he's good friends with Zach and all those guys, and they're all friends with Sharon. But he can't figure out where he did something wrong to Ozzy. Maybe the thing that about Sharon is she sees right through him and knows exactly what's going on in that dark heart of his. It could be mm. the dark, evil heart of Eddie Trunk. All right, Jenny, I had a break here, but head on over to the Interbang if you'd like to. Uh, come into the Unmasked with Gilbert Godfrey. He's got a new uh, book, Rubber Balls and Liquor. Uh, we're all looking forward to that. Oh, yeah. Johnny, oh, you hung up on me? Oh, there he goes. I was just going to ask him something so great. I was actually going to pay him a compliment like you'd never fucking heard before. Well, he missed out. I wonder what it was going to be. We all missed out. 
This now you know what I just found out? What? This time we all lose. Uh he feels bad. We're gonna break here. Uh let's come back with uh the band and leave on helm and so much to uh talk about today. There's so much up on the iBang that we've gotta get through. Not the least of which, and I'm gonna try to sell these guys uh to Eddie Trunk, but there are these little German kids playing Ramstein that the little girl I would honestly adopt. I'm not even that's a fucking complete shoot. And also the biggest tire fire in the history of the planet. And I want to talk chicken with you guys. Hell yeah. I love chicken. Because what I'm finding out, there's a report. Breasts are out in the chicken business. What? People really? are not as in yes. And it all comes from the food uh, network guys and cooking shows saying that that's not the tastiest meat. Oh, shit. This is fucking whacked out. So we got to get into a chicken discussion. Yeah, let's hear it. Uh, because chicken is important, I believe. We break. We're back. Run a fish show.
That's the great Levon Helm of the band. Uh, we mentioned that his, uh, his wife and daughter I uh, put out an announcement that he's in the final stages yeah. of him dealing with cancer. There's actually a, a piece out right now that uh, Robbie Robertson has put out. I, I can't even read it on the air. I wouldn't even bother. It's so sweet, though. And, you know, the other part of this is, you know, Robbie and Levon had this battle that's going on for decades over the songwriting yeah songwriting and this and yeah. he said this and that person said that but at the end of the day everybody loves everybody that's you know it. you can act like you're having all the fights in the world but you love each other if you've been in each other's life for any reason you still love each other even if you can't get along anymore so i would love to read this to you uh i'm sure uh, we re retweeted it up on the iBank, but I, I would not be able to read this out loud. It's, this is fucking rough, is what it is. Uh. So what did we say we were going to get to? By the way, uh, you could go over to the iBank if you'd like to go see the Gilbert Godfrey Unmasked. I'm having a hard time believing that Gilbert will be unmasked, though. I think we're going to meet Gilbert the character. Gilbert's going to be there. Yeah. I, I think we'll get, we'll get deep in. Here's what I don't understand. You know, he's gotten a book out. And the people who write the joke things on the back of the book, you know, do you think that we haven't seen enough of this the on the boat book jacket? No. Where this book is this, bliss, and this, and one day I hope to read it. No. Um, Pendulat writes a real one. Howie, of course, doesn't. Bob Saget doesn't. But... Well, here's one uh, thing that Paul Schaefer wrote. Truly the funniest book ever. <laughs> <laughs> ever? Ever. In the history of man? Damn, Paul Schaefer. Um, Mike, you're on Run Fez. 
Yeah. I live in a, I live in Cripple Creek, Colorado. If you go uh, go to their website, they get a whole bunch of cool stuff about about the band and and, and his, his, his hopefully not passing. Me and Dave still got hope. Thanks. Um. Yeah. Well, you know the way that. Uh, Robbie writes this, that he went to the hospital, visited, but it did not seem that Levon was conscious at the time. So, I mean, with the family putting that out, you know, yeah, it seems like it's a, a watch right now. Uh, but I saw Levon, the last time I saw him was a couple years ago, and he couldn't even sing because he had been having throat problems, so the other guys in his uh, Levon Helm band were singing. And he was just having the time of his life. Just fucking... In the middle of this, not feeling well, and put on such a great fucking show. Literally a Dancing in the Isle show. Well, as long as you can still play, you know, perform the music itself, you can sing. I'm but. telling you that when that guy drums in a different way than anybody else ever did before. And I don't know how many times I've gotten into, you know, stories about him with other people, other musicians that just love the shit out of him other actors and uh, uh, odd thing is you know he w wasn't like he was a completely pleasant person <laughs> you know what i mean like you also hear a lot of fucking rough you know oh levon got pissed and did this or whatever you know yeah. but at the end of it the music they left by not even you know talk about the acting that he did oh, hell yeah but even his last couple albums that he's done as an older guy are fucking great they won a bunch of Grammys, right? I yeah. I don't know the last one did. I don't know whether, uh, you know, he would stop by and do Imus' show. And uh, just still so strong at this age. Well, still I mean, so strong. He had, like, shows booked up until, like, a few days ago when they, yeah. they, they, they just... Yeah, I didn't even know until, until I saw this uh, last word. Uh, but we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, Justin, you're on the Run of Fest show. Don't have anybody. Nope. Ups just at the last possible moment. All right. Um, I want to play a little bit of the Rammstein thing. And, Hicks, if you get the opportunity, just look at the little girl in the background. She's so adorable. Okay. This is up on the eye bang. These are little kids playing Rammstein. Hell yeah. Nice. She's seriously drumming, too. No, she's keeping the fucking beat. These kids remind me of Wednesday of Pugsley Adams. They're just adorable. A little scary, though. They should open for Prussian Blue. How old is Prussian Blue now? I think they've hit 18 at this point. The light. Be afraid. Don't 
be afraid. What? Shining out of my eyes. It will not set tonight. It will not set tonight. And the world counts loud to ten. One. So fucking cute. I don't think they're doing too hot. They're fucking expanding a little yeah, bit. Yeah, they go deeper. <laughs> they go deeper than a, just a straight do house. All right, it's the Ron and Fez show. Uh, as we told you before, Gilbert Godfrey uh, unmasked Monday. And we've kind of stayed away from Gilbert because he has a reputation here in the building of not always turning up. Yeah, that's what we heard. When he said that he yeah. will. So when we first heard that, we're like, oh, okay. Uh, but now uh, we hear his manager slash wife make sure she's on top that, of it. Yeah, he takes care of everything. She's fucking locking everything down. So that's fucking cool. So we got a master go with Godfrey. Mm. Um, let's go over to guy in North Carolina. You're on running fest. Ron, uh, my wife and I made the trip to uh, Woodstock two Halloweens ago to see the Midnight Ramble yeah. at Levon's studio, and he was in fine form. He was in fine form. You could tell he was uh, a little ill. Uh, he, he had lost a lot of weight, mm -hmm. but he played the drums and, and, and perfectly in mandolin, and he had Jesse Winchester as his uh, mystery guest. But he and his band, Larry McDonald, uh, who toured with Dylan for years, yeah. uh, they were just excellent. So I just wanted to to say that I'm so uh, proud to have seen him live in person up at his home. Um, yeah, it is. Um, it's real sad. Yeah, and what a well, like just what a pleasure that you had that experience. And I do think in the future a lot of. Uh, musicians are going to copy that midnight ramble thing because it is so perfect to say no come on up into my place Darryl we're going to play there that's jam and it's like Darryl hall's doing it now too yeah daryl hall with um uh daryl's house is just an amazing amazing show but i like i said the last time i saw him was a couple years ago levon every player he had on stage was phenomenal everybody and different people would come out and sing a lead for a song or two. You yeah. know, it wasn't all just about him. Why wouldn't a musician want to go up there? Someone who fucking knows what they're doing, go up there and play with him at the fucking place. I mean, that sounds fucking like an amazing... Yeah, if you, but you really got to fucking be quick draw yeah. to pull it off. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> you can't come in there and not have a fucking fastball. Be like, no, I really just want to do it for fun. You got to be able to pull it off. Um... Norma Iris wants to uh, get the Werner Herzog. Remind me to send that to her. That was a fun interview. Oh, I love Werner Herzog. That yeah. was great. Well, me and him weren't exactly seeing night eye that day, but hey, I got a lot of respect for the dude. Hell yeah. Despite what he did to Bad Lieutenant. I don't know. It was kind of an enjoyable film. Of course. <laughs> I liked it. Why don't you go fucking shitting on my guy's fucking head? No, I'm not shitting on his. I love fucking Ferrari as well. Hmm. I don't know. Oh. Sometimes I feel like I don't even know you, Hicks. Oh, you do. <sighs> I feel like I don't even know you. All right, before we get into the chicken story, this Swedish 
uh, culture minister is in big trouble for eating a, a blackface cake. Uh, they had some kind of a party. There was an artist there, and the artist, that's the artist's real head, the body <laughs> is supposed to be an African woman, and then the joke part of it is it's female mutilation, which actually takes place right. in Africa. If you go down a little bit, Hicks, you can see the mutilated uh, vagina. Now, well, if you click on the big picture yeah. uh, on the link... Now, the funny part of this is, look at the picture there. At the top of everybody is so happy with this. Not one person is saying, hey, you're the sweetest minister. Maybe this could be taken the wrong way. Not seen as a fun joke. You shouldn't be doing this. There's press here. The sweetest minister does not give a fuck. They're having a great time. That's the best party they've ever been to. Um, I don't know why people don't realize, hey, if you want to do this kind of joke, you can't be in politics. Like, we could do the joke here, and people would go, that's distasteful, and then we could do the, well, then turn the channel. You have to listen. But you can't be the cultural minister and think that blackface and female mutilation are going to be accepted by everybody. Swedes don't give a fuck. Swedens are they're so white that they're almost thoughtless. Like, what have we got to worry about? We're so white, everything's great. And they're pretty godless, too. There are a lot of atheists in, in Sweden. There are a lot of atheists everywhere in Europe now. Yeah, it's And that's why they really look at America like we're nuts. <laughs> yeah. Because we're still, like us in South America, still very religious. First and foremost, we'll care about Big Jesus. Big JC. Of course we do. And not only that, but since we're getting a Mormon president, we care about American Jesus. That's right. The one that turned all the Indians into Christians. And the one that gave us the magic underwear to wear. And we get planets when we die, right? Or we if, get if, if we're own, good Mormons. If we're good Mormons, we become our own God in our own universe, and we run our own planets. Thanks, John Brown. And what I'm going to do is have my planet attack and destroy Fez's planet. That's what I plan on doing as a god. While he's sleeping. Okay. Or I'll just get in a conversation with Fez, and when he turns around, his, his plant's been destroyed. Just wiped out. And I'll yell, that's for the fucking umbrella, motherfucker. And then I doubt even in the Mormon religion, I get another one. When I... No, you get the one plant, you better fucking take care of it. Now, I read this thing again about Robbie Robertson uh, visiting his friend in the hospital. And I'm like, why can't I have a friend like that? What would that take, you know? You remember how I left here yesterday? Yeah. And I said to my chick, I go, look, I can't do a lot tonight. I'm sure I'm going to get a call from Fez about rebuilding this bridge. Yeah. Never got one. <sighs> a lot of people writing to me about Levon. I can't, I can't barely. I mean, the fact that I couldn't read something that loud let you know. And there's, it's very serious. Do, yes, it's very serious. All right, the chicken thing is less people eating the breast than ever before. More people ordering uh, thigh and legs, dark meat, basically, on the chicken. Yeah. Because I guess they're getting this from some TV shows. Food Network is big on the dark meat. Now, I know that you're familiar with the Hooters. 
franchise, right? Very much so. Well, the guy who started that is a friend of mine and was telling me that their biggest problem is that they created a market for chicken wings. That when they first started their restaurant, you could get chicken wings for next to nothing. They were basically oh, being thrown shit. out yeah. like right. garbage because people didn't want to eat the wing. That was like eating the neck bone or something this now. This is weird to people. Um, and since then, it's become very, very expensive because not only are there tons of Hooters restaurants, but now we eat them at home. Mm-hmm. You know, And chicken wings is becoming that number one. Like if you went over to your house, you'd have wings when people came by for football. You wouldn't have chicken breast anymore. No, no, you get the wings. They're fucking, you know, you can pick them up in your hand or whatever. Now, when you're having fried chicken, what do you normally want? I get the wing and the breast. Is what wing I and breast, Fuzzy? Yeah. yeah, breast. I stay away from the breast. I find it far too big to pick up. I do like a thigh. It's easier to pick up. And when you get a breast, it's like this huge thing. And then you're cutting it on your plate like a fucking, <laughs> excuse me here, woman. <laughs> And I don't want to offend women. I'm not the Swedish culture minister, but I don't want to pick up a big giant fucking breast when I'm eating. I just dig in and get make a mess of myself. But I don't think that's a surprise. Um, I love that white meat. I use the breast and the fork and knife. See, that's not eating fucking barbecue to me. If you got a fucking knife, like you said, you know when I'm having barbecue, I want to be fucking standing outside eating the way that Earl's embarrassed to now. I want to eat. Old school. Oh um, Mark, you're on the Run of Face show. Yeah, how y'all doing, guys? I'm a first-time caller. What can we do for you, Mark? Yeah, uh, yeah, about the chicken, the dark meat. Some, uh, I don't like the breast meat because they don't hold that much juice as the as the leg and the thighs. You're 100% correct. Yeah. It's the first thing to go dry, and quite frankly, we've made it... With the breasts are t- way too large. If you got like a regular running around fucking farm chicken, the breast isn't going to be as big as they are now. Well, these things are pumped with hormones, right? Yeah. To make them fucking grow quick, quick and fucking gigantic. And you know how they make uh, the hormone now, right? No, how? They fist her. Oh. Okay. That's how you make a hormone. The whole thing, huh? Dear Maddie. Well, it looks like spring has come early to New York City. Chris and I find ourselves... <laughs> Maybe that movie you're thinking of, though, is Dear John. Or a Dear John. That was the fucking film you were talking about where they wasn't the moon together. Um, here's uh, Chuck, New Haven. Go ahead, Chuck. Chuck, we got you, buddy? I don't know why we don't have him, and he's a fucking chef. Who wants to talk to one of them? Please call back. Fucking Chuck. Uh, Craig, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, what's going on, buddy? I just don't understand anyone eating, like, legs or thighs other than, like, when you're going out for price. Like, um, to me, like, the breast, you know, or any white meat's always a better meat and uh, more, you know, uh, juice. But no chef is going to say that. No chef is going to say that because it dries out earlier and it doesn't get the juiciness. Um, let's go over to Greg. Greg, you're on the Run and Fez show. Hey, guys. I was just saying, what, like with Hooters, you said that they used to trade it to the men. Well, same thing with ribs. Ribs used to be very cheap. Then black people started eating them, and now they're a big deal. Uh, uh, and, well, really, um, it went on long before that because barbecue only became kind of 
considered better eating out only about in the last 10, 15, 20 years. You know, for a long time, barbecue almost meant like dive barn, like diner food, you know? Uh, And now you'll go into a really nice restaurant and get ribs. Yeah, they'll always have that shit. And anybody who doesn't eat ribs is a fucking... uh, Creep? Weirdo? Just a vegan, that's all. Douchebag? Chuck, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, I'm back. The thing with the chicken started a bunch of years ago, uh, just because they're making the birds a lot bigger, so they get a lot more bang for the buck. What happens is they pump them up so much that the breast has no flavor anymore. Um, And really, the way that a lot of the big guys are right now are pushing the legs and the thighs, and they always comment about, you know, you know, especially when they're offshore, you know, in Europe, oh, this is what a chicken should taste like. Well, we're never going to get that back here. So they just go for the dark meat because you have a lot more blood, and it's, it's a lot more, there is a lot more taste there. Um, now, what if you get a farm chicken? Is the breast going to be better? Oh, yeah, it'd be much better, but it's, it's so expensive. In my restaurant, I can't, we, can't, we can't put it out there because people don't want to pay for it. And that's, that's, the, you know, that's the rub on this whole thing. And, that, and then to the point where chicken wings are so popular, now Tyson's and those guys are, are growing chickens to accentuate the, the, the chicken wings. So if you go to, like, a Hooters, the wings are a lot bigger now. Yeah, I don't like a big, massive wing. I like a very small wing. Yeah, it should be a little drum, like a little drumstick. Right. They should take the tips off, and it's, it's, it's changed the whole... The, if you took a chicken from 20 years ago and put next to chicken today, it looks like a turkey versus a chicken. They're, they're, they're pumping off so big. It's just... So, I don't know why we've got to fuck up our food. It drives me nuts. It's, um, it's because each chicken costs X number of dollars, and the more weight, penny weight you can get out of this thing for a better term, it's just like a cow. You know, you got to bring this thing to market. You mm-hmm. better get this thing as big as you can get it because that's what we need. And then you look at beef. You know, they're, they're taking the. <laughs> My neighbors had a barbecue the other day, and he, his wife bought 90% fat free uh, or 90 10 hamburger. Mm-hmm. The stuff, it was like cardboard. I said, you know, 80 20 is minimum. I, you know, I mix my own at seventy thirty, and it's nice and juicy. It's marbled. You know, marbling. Oh my God, that's fat. It's going to kill us. No, it's not. It's been rendered out. It's flavor. That's why you cook things. You're not eating raw fat. But yeah. people don't understand that. And when the cooking guys and the shows cook, if you watch like the show Chopped is great. They always talk about flavor enhancing, and they add meat. They add bacon. You know, they throw bacon in everything. Right. Throw a lot of fat in things because that's what an animal should have is fat. Yeah, somehow that got scared out of us as fat turns to fat or whatever, but uh, the reality of it is, and obviously, if you're having a barbecue, it kills me when people don't give a shit about what kind of meat that they show up with, and then you're like, well, no wonder this stuff. You know, you're not going to be able to barbecue your way through this. You're just stuck with it It's just bad. Particularly when you're slow cooking. You know what I mean? You don't want to dry. You want it to be as juicy as possible. Ronnie, I'm in New Haven. Now, we do for Friday night lacrosse, people bring trays of food for they yeah. sell at the snack bar. Somebody says, I'm bringing sausage and peppers. Great, bring sausage and peppers. She had turkey sausages in there. Oh. The things were... I, were, I'm like, I right. go, there's, go to New Haven, we can buy the best hot sausage in, in, in Connecticut. Right. And she put turkey sausages she got from the supermarket. The things, uh, you couldn't even tell what they were. Here's the other and thing. Do your stupid diet at home. Don't do it when you're having a party. You don't impose on people. What the right. fuck? And don't even call it sausage. Don't even try to get away with that. Uh, Fez, oh, are no. you surprised, though, here in the 
anti-breast talk when Very in your much. mind you're getting the most tasty part of it. Right. The but most when's, the last, when's the last time you really went out and had chicken? Oh, it's it's been a long time. Probably um, like when we went for that uh, fried you, chicken. You know, when I'm looking, when we went for fried chicken. Yeah, just a, like three years ago. Huh? Three years ago since you had chicken? What? No, when I've gone out for like actual good chicken. What is he normally doing then? I don't understand. Instead of just like a flattened like chicken breast. Where are you getting flattened chicken breast from? Like uh, at uh, some of the, uh, like at the diner. I can get it there. Oh, it's a patty. I, chicken patty. Yeah, yeah I, oh. yeah, I don't even know what he's talking about. Flattened chicken. Uh, all right, thanks, uh, Chuck. Hey, my pleasure. Thanks I'll talk to you time. soon. I want to come and hang in New Haven with you. Uh, here's our buddy, Chef Darren. Hey, Darren. Hey, Ronnie. What's going on, buddy? Yeah. Hey, um, two things on the chicken thighs. You're 100% right. The dark meat does have a lot more flavor, but it's also an economy thing. When times are tough, the dark meat is cheaper to buy to begin with. Yeah. You know, you're looking at 40 cents a pound difference, so when people are buying for their family into this economy, a lot of people are going to be buying the dark meat chicken. But do you think a lot of it has to do with also just people don't want dark meat and they're afraid of it? They're like Fez, they're thinking, oh, the white meat is better? Um, a little bit of that, and it's also education. I mean, the chicken breast that most people buy in the supermarket contains up to a 10% solution of sodium benzoate, which is a salt water solution to make it even heavier. Mm. The thighs aren't pumped as much usually. Those usually have between a 2 to 3% um, solution in it. And the reason why is it prevents it from drying out. All right. I appreciate it, dude. See, these chefs, they think about shit. You know what I mean? Fuck yeah, I know their shit. They're not being like, you know what? I went out on a chicken three years ago. And I don't even know where Fez is talking about that we went out. Was uh, like Blue Ribbon. When did we go there? We went there with Jer. Was the last time I was there. Oh, like, so like I said, like three, four oh, years ago. This is a sushi place. I forgot about this. That has phenomenal fried chicken. Phenomenal. It's very, very light. Blue Ribbon, eh? Yeah, it's on the Upper West Side. Really good little sushi. Blue Ribbon has a couple places around town. Is it in, one in Brooklyn too? Yeah, there's a couple hey, Blue my, Ribbons. My buddy, uh, was but every there. every restaurant is a little different. You know okay, what I mean? Yeah. This place, right up here, just a few blocks, it's sushi. And then they have this phenomenal fried chicken. Fuck, that sounds good. Get some sushi and some fried chicken. Yeah. And mm. if you notice, all that chicken was small. It wasn't giant. Fetish. Right, yeah. Yep. Forgot all about that. I forgot that you went there with me. That was the day that you told Jer that you were a gay. Yeah. <laughs> Where I became openly gay to Jeremy. <laughs> and chicken seemed appropriate. Here's what's really interesting. Uh, during the last uh, break here. And by the way, boys, you want to eat some more pizza? Because I feel like you're a fucking room of girls in there. Come on. Get okay, to I'll it. Send hands yeah, in here. I like Handsome Johnny. Handsome Johnny has become a more and more one of us all the time <laughs> in terms of, okay, I'll throw down with these pricks. Let's go. Let's do it. Tube stick style. Some shots. Yeah. Get some shots in here. Rock, yeah. Rock, rock, Fuck. Rock. And you were fighting with <laughs> listeners earlier. Yeah. I never saw you do that before. I like your attitude. He's adapting. He's learning. Every day. You, one day at a time. You were taking Zeets on with the dating who could win a date. Hell yeah. So we're just using women like they're fucking targets. I was thinking out of that I don't want to gloat about that. Zeets was gloating, I don't want to gloat. You don't want to test fate. No. I'm telling you, any fucking girl that goes with Zeets is fucking crazy pussy. Because nobody would. She's dead inside. 
for the for the fucking definite. Where's Hans Bananas? Hans Bananas fucking hates to come into the studio. I've never seen an intern that despises a mic more than Hans Bananas. Oh, Hansy. He's like, get it away from me. Hansy. I want to be in the communications business. <laughs> Just on his way. Grab a fucking pizza pie and bring it in. Those guys are hungry. What the fuck? Um, here's Todd. You're on Fez. You know, Ronnie, I always sort of thought it as a, a good argument against evolution and natural selection. I don't know why we just don't grab the two biggest fucking chickens and just keep breeding them over and over and over again. It only takes like a few months before they're they're ready to breed. I don't know why they have to do the hormones. Two months isn't fucking fast enough. Because, yeah, you know how much chicken we want to eat in this country and how fast? But if you kept doing it, if we've been doing it for a few years, we already have chickens as big as turkeys if if there's something to that. Here's what I want seriously. Big ones together. I just I want to get out and fucking get my own farm and start living off the land, but I want to do it very lazily, where the fucking farm animals take care of each other, and then finally come to me when they're ready to be turned into food. <laughs> I don't want to chase them around and try to get them, you know, to fucking listen to me and eat what I want. I just uh. want them to show up and say, "Look, please, it's my time." Please butcher me. Let me get the horse to butcher me, and then you'll have fresh bacon in the morning. Shit, that sounds good. Yeah, it's amazing. Fez, you like this story. It's up on the iBang today. A pilot was taking a short nap, uh, which I guess you're allowed to do on the planes. One of the pilots can take a nap while the other one... He wakes up sees Venus and fucking puts the plane into a dive thinking that another plane oh. was flying into him. <laughs> now, I've done that when I was driving a car. I was just like, rest my eyes a little bit. Jerk. And then when you yeah, you just wake up jerking the car. You're like, oh my God, I'm asleep. One time, I was thinking I was going to come back from this thing and there's no way I was fucking making it. And I literally started to see like bats and shit flying oh, to the Jesus. fucking car. You know? And I'm like... I've got to just pull off the fucking road anywhere. Doesn't matter. Just get to the I'm side. I'm not going to make it home the way I thought. Just pass out, dude. Just seeing fucking bat wings just come flying into the, the front fuck? of your car. So everybody that was in the plane, if you didn't have your seatbelt on, you went from the fucking ceiling back to the floor pretty damn quick. Yes, he's nose diving. But don't you give this guy some credit for at least trying to make the, the bold move? No, no, because he he just he's one of those sleepers that when you jostle them, I guess he just freaks out, doesn't yeah, know where he's at. Would you want a guy to wake up, see an oncoming plane, and not make the move? Would you rather the guy just went? That's probably Venus. Ow! <laughs> I mean, I got to give the guy a little bit of credit. It could possibly be another plane there. Intention is what it's all about. Yeah, he wasn't trying to save everyone. And if you're going to be fair, have you seen Venus in the night sky lately? Oh, it's, it's huge. It's fucking gigantic, and it's got blinking red lights on each side. It's oh, fucking weird. They really do need to do a, like a sleep test to see how people get wake up for these pilots, just to see. They're not going to do. Do you that. wake up uh, with always, a start? You're always ready to do more testing to keep people out of things. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, he always wants more government control. 
Yeah. Instead of knowing, sometimes you wake up, you see something bright, you think it's a plane, your nose die for a second, then you're embarrassed, the other pilot is laughing his ass off because it's the planet. It's just Venus, baby. And you're going like this. My hand to God, I thought that planet was going to hit the fucking plane. Dude, you know how it is. You ever taken a nap before? Come on. I'll tell you, a lot of times I'll fucking find myself drifting off in a fucking movie theater now. I can sleep better in a movie theater than I can in my own bed. I usually, when I do go to the movies anymore, I'm, I might pass out drunk maybe for a little while. I'm tired of every fucking story of yours being connected to your alcoholism. <laughs> I'm just saying because I like to bring the flask in with me. You know what I'm going to do? What's I'm going to say, hey, you want to come out partying with me and fucking handsome Johnny? And then we're going to drop you off at a rehab. Oh, fuck. I'll, I can, I'll walk out of that fucking rehab. They ain't keeping me. I'll fucking make a run for it. What I'll do is I'll say you're a cutter and you've been cutting yourself. <laughs> no. Don't put me in a fucking straitjacket. Don't you really want to beat this alcohol thing? I think I got it right under control. I got it right where it was. You know you don't. <laughs> just want to help. You know you don't. Two stakes, you stay out of this. What are you fucking hiding? What are you... You're not gay, too, are you? Because I went through this for years with Fez. I'm very straight. Where you swear to... Swear, that's exactly what Fez used to say. <laughs> this made me feel bad for Fez. So I went down to take a quick piss during the last fucking break. I see a couple of the big Al-Q uh, Al lugs. Yeah. And they are big, thick guys that work at Al-Q. Oh, yeah. And two of them run at each other in the hall. They let out a yelp, and they just did like a big hug. Oh, yeah, nice they were, yeah, a long hug. fucking hug. And then the other guy was like, hey, do you two know each other? And then the three of them had a... And I'm like, they're all so friendly. And happy and carefree, right? When big club. is Fez going to get into that world? When is Fez going to come out of the closet in the closet? You got to get out of that second closet, dude. Or is that closet so cozy to him, it's where he wants to be? Look, there's a closet filled with men. That you want to get yourself into? That's just a lock-in closet. You gotta get some of that dick, buddy. You gotta get some cock. You gotta get some of that dick. Get Colby, you're on running fence. This pilot that was sleeping, did he uh, happen to fart himself awake, and is that what scared him? I, you know, that's because Fez did that at my house before. So what? It happened once. He, he came for himself awake. Jesus, you jizzed too? Well, from his ass. You can't keep that all in there. Mm. What are you discussing about? Come How do you think it gets out? I'm going to vomit. Nasty. We got to do something with him. He just sits here now. Like we, Fez is one of those guys that when you're talking to him, Eventually, it becomes that you're talking about him because he stops being part of it. Okay. And then, the, uh, like us two, will just start talking. Yeah. And he must feel like he's looking like through a little pinhole or a slit. Like, oh, those two guys are talking are about saying? me over there. But saying? really, he's sitting here with us. Fez needs a dick party. Is what Fez needs. You got to fucking teabag somebody, and not only that, you got to get teabagged. Back that's and forth. the way that they go. Seems Look, only fair. You say that, and I know that that's like a, the funny response. But the thing is, it's impossible not to pick up dudes if you're gay. I see those fucking guys. They're just ripping it up. And I know if Handsome Johnny was fucking gay, 
He'd definitely pick you before those two fucking lugs. Yeah, two steaks would be all over that Fez Watley. Thank you, handsome Johnny. If. Why are you still a virgin, then, if you're making that joke? Why are you still a V-boy? This weekend, you should just go out and fucking get that shit hard. Get a thumb up your ass. You know? Just get weird. Get Fuck a fucking it. dick in each hand. Yeah. Come on, dick Yeah. Fuck Just sword fight yeah, back and touch forth. Touch the cockheads together. Yeah, rub them. Just come on but each see, other. But see, the thing is, none of that talk... I mean, to us, it's like funny talk. <laughs> but, it's, but it's also funny to him because he can't imagine it. He can't imagine why anybody would want to do the gay sex. And I'm going to tell you really? why. He's not gay. He's A. Sexual? Asexual. I wonder if I could ever get around to reading what the beautiful Robbie Robertson said. I, now I, I fucking recaught myself, though. By the way, I saw Handsome Johnny singing along with Cripple Creek. I don't know. You were a fan of the band. Tubes is a fan. Wow. Give me your musical background. Who are you into? Uh, who am I into these days? There's a new band out there called Electric Guest. That's a, just an awesome band. They're going to be a hit of the summer when they come out. Awesome, awesome band. Kind of like electro-funk pop. Electro-funk like pop? I like them. So you're a big music guy for real? Oh, yeah. I mean, you're here because you love music. Oh, yeah. I'm here for music. And you work on XMU with Rob? XMU and Alt Nation. Are you always looking to break the next new band? Uh, it's, yeah, I'd like to. I mean, it's, good. it's fun to listen to stuff and see what gets to go on air. But you're not a person who hates classic. Oh, I love classic. Who are your favorite classic rock bands? Uh, favorite classic rock The fact that he knows the band and loves them means Tom a lot. Tom Petty, Steve Miller Band. Uh, Millerhead. Miller. It's a Millerhead. I'm not, big on the, I'm not stumping on the jam bands. Like, I'm rather, a joker. I'm a smoker. I'm a midnight joker. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping. Take that money and run, tube stakes. Go on, take the money and run. And now Donovan. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta do my research on some Donovan. Donovan is a poet who comes to us with the finest lace and velvet capes and velveteen and diamond and ruby. Is this the band he's into? This is some Ronovan music. Oh. I'll send him some guests. I'll give you some stuff. There's a mystical land, Celtic land. Where the dwarves dance at night with the children of the sun. And they smoke hashish oil. Oil with only the finest hashish. Kathleen said, like, these old people would keep clapping every time you said hashish. All right, cool. They're down with it. Fuck yeah, they invented it, dude. Before you were born, they were fucking loving that shit. It's getting all fucked up. I got some electric guests, fucking Tube Steak's right. favorite fucking band. All right, let me. Is this the song we want to hear? What's it called? This Head I Hold. Yeah, that's the one. That's the right, one. This is it. Blast this shit. All right. It's cracked. Well, fucking, this is. He's got his ear down. Yeah. Rob into them, or is a lot of times Rob like, no, I'm not going to play these, Jenny. I think Rob's a fan. Okay. All right, let's hear it. I'm already digging. Be good, 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 be good. Oh, fuck yeah. 
handsome Johnny Tubestakes uh, bringing us that song. Uh, it's Rob played that for me before. That fucking band is great. Yeah, it's good fucking sound. I think the album comes out in May. And that's the single, and the whole album is now. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Lonely Island, the uh, Andy Samberg band. Yeah, his one of the members is brothers with the lead singer, Yorma uh, Tacone, Dorma Tacone. Uh huh. They're brothers, so they're very musically intact. Uh, John, you're on the Run of Fez show. No, I was just gonna say Rob played that a couple months ago. I picked it up, and um, I always love when Rob comes up, plays good music, stuff that. Uh, no, everybody else going to hear in four or five months. Let me tell you something. This is how much Rob's got a fucking great ear for it. Not only is he into this music, he's got an ear for somebody with the ear. That's why he loves fucking Handsome Johnny Tube Steaks. And I'm sure. like, he was talking to me the other day, and I'm like, man, Handsome Johnny's really working out. And he's like, dude, you ain't getting him. He goes, that's my boy. And I'm like, John, I go, you look. This fucking place, we all got to work together. Mm. And Rob said, don't even fucking play games. He goes, this kid's the year of the future. Don't think, he's, he can't stop the music. Jesus, Tube Steaks. You got Cross all over you. He does. Love Fuck. That, man. What? Now, the problem is, where do you get past Cross and you're up to fucking, who, the person I like to call, top 40 years. And then it's fucking off. I'm not even going to say that VP's name. But he's like, do you hear the new Justin Timberlake? Like, why would I? But seriously, why haven't you heard it? <laughs> this is all the people. <laughs> right? Yeah. Ugh. Bum, 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 ba -dum, ba -dum. Um, Joe, you tell. You're on Run of Fez. Hey, Ron, I would just like to say that song is a smash, and I want to ask Fez what he thinks of it. Um, I guess I liked it. I mean, I don't really connect with music. Then why would you even why would you even say that you guess you liked it? Because I didn't dislike. I didn't like, oh, that's noise that I just can't take in my head. But here's the deal, Fez. I think that you should stop trying to act like you like something that you don't, and just go to something until you're actually moved by it. You know what I mean? I know that there's got to be some music out there that moves you. I've got a feeling it's probably music that we wouldn't like. Mm -hmm. I could see you, whatever people clog to, or some kind of shit like that. But whatever it is, you should find some joy in it. Find it, listen to it, love it. Listen to instrumentals. You're not good with the lyrics. I think the reason why you don't bring joy is because you don't get joy. You know? And that's why I fell asleep with my fucking phone my lap last night waiting for Fezzi to fucking call and and build that rebuild that bridge between us. Oh that bridge is damaged. Why would you say that, Hicks? It's not, he said he said it has to be rebuilt. But still, why would you even say it? Why would you get in the middle of that like that? I mean it just seems like you know, you cross the line. I don't want to cross lines. Uh, is Gilbert up on the iBang? Oh, man, mm -hmm. that Ziggy Marley talking about his father Bob Marley is up. Hell yeah. The Ronnie Woods, Kenny Jones stuff. The faces are up. Verbs are up. Good stuff on the iBang. I'm glad, though, we got a music guy, a guy who loves music to hang around with. And you just bring me all the new shit, Handsome Johnny. All right. I want to be third right now. I want to go from Rob to you to me. 
It seems like two stakes has crossed his right-hand man right now. I will tell you this. Uh, my 1B friend, my 1B best friend, right. sent me the Alabama Shakes, which I gave to Rob the fucking second I heard it. I'm like, this is the new shit, dude. Fucking lock in for a change. Fucking hot shit. They blow no, listen to me this time. Now they're blowing up all over. Blow up South by. Yeah, well, this is going to be their year, too. Yeah, they're going to dominate. Now, I heard about them before they even got together. That's how I'm fucking got everything wired. Jesus Christ. Before the band members even fucking got together, I was taking samples from different things, putting it together, and fucking knowing that was going to be the next shit. <laughs> And then but, it fucking happened. Now, while you life. guys are fucking laughing at the ridiculousness, look at this fucking guy. He doesn't even move. Fez doesn't move his face. And doesn't he look like Levon Helm a little bit with that fucking beard and that fucking hair? Are you, were you in Colmeyer's daughter? That was not me. When he had to say goodbye to her, mm. little Loretta Lynn. Tommy, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie. How are you, buddy? Good. Hey, uh, we get to see Chelsea and Barcelona in high def today. We're on FX instead of Fox Soccer Channel. That is fucking great news. Yes, sir. I don't get the Fox Soccer Channel in HD out in bumfuck nowhere, so it's great to have it on FX. What what time is this uh, on? 2.45, my friend. The pregame is on right now. Load it in for me, Hicks. Load it the fuck in. Uh, a lot of people writing in. For you, uh, Handsome Johnny, saying, could you repeat the band and the song, please? Yeah, the song is called This Head I Hold, and the band is called Electric Guest. And could they are the shit. See, here's what you guys don't understand. I try to explain it down the hall sometimes. This radio station is so active that some of the music stations should be trying to say, give us, you know... Even though some of these guys might be like past their new music age, they will jump in when presented to them. You guys should try to do stuff more between the different stations. But, you know, it's like I'm banging my fucking head against a Lutheran church trying to explain to them who Jesus Christ is. JC, motherfuckers, come on, we're a big serious right, XM family. I same motherfuckers when talking about the Lord, dude. I mean, there's... I know. But I'm no effects right now, all right? I go 90s on this shit. People love Handsome Johnny. What he's, well, they're not liking his, his chick stuff, but they're loving his no, stuff. No, his dudes. chick pics. Right, I got I to fucking break out here, okay? Yeah. I got to do a fucking break. Also going to let you know what we got on the 3 o'clock coming up, because we keep it going on the iBang after right. the show. That's right. All right, when the fucking... Uh, the show's over, that's when you start seeing the fucking show prep sh showing up on the iBang. Last night, it was fucking crazy on there. Fucking internet's 24 hours, all right? I didn't know that. I thought it slowed down. Mm -mm, nope. All day long. Every minute of every day, it's there. What's this game you got on? Um, so, this is... I'm not sure what channel this is. Right, so, you think I just want to see any fucking soccer game? Oh, no, no. I want the Champions League. Chelsea and Barcelona, that's what you're looking for, bro. Don't fucking give me the Dodger game. And fucking walk over with a Dodger dog and act like you're loving this, right, boss? <laughs> this is some great soccer, huh? By the way, the guy, the little Pakistani guy who runs the fucking newspaper thing, yells hi, boss, to me every fucking day now. Because uh, I think it's insane, but I think, in the back of my head, I'm like, does he think I'm Springsteen? Because you know how Pakistanis think everybody's Springsteen. 
They got a huge boss obsession. Okay. Let me break, okay? Hicks, give it a fucking rest for a second. All right, okay, I'm just saying. I got one fucking statue, and then I can't kill, and then you're Red Bulled. Every morning, I'm fucking pounding Red Bulls. I like to fucking mix you two up, to get back and forth, and have two humans. Uh, just give me a break and let me throw it to break. I got an announcement when we get back. It's the Ron Fest Show. That was no simulation! And a I have been to the dark side. I have seen a world that no man should see. Really, for most people, it was a rather pleasant experience. I mean, that portal is mine, and it must be sealed forever for the love of God. Yeah, buddy. It's the Ron and Fez show. Show was a quick one today. Went fucking real fast. Yeah, no shit, it went real fast. It's like I was like fucking having a brownout or something. Yes, it did. It went fucking fast. Except Cross down the hall <laughs> won't let me touch the sauce for some weird reason. Because he feels that it would be helping an alcoholic. I'm sorry you take that the wrong way. Who's he to label me? Um... Well, HR labeled you. He just signed off on it. Oh, what the fuck? You failed a test. What test? What is HR that gave me I don't know. I, you know what? I want to do more tests on the iBang to find out who's an alcoholic, who's a sex addict. <laughs> I love this kind of thing. <laughs> find out who's fucked up. Thanks, Internet. Um, this tire fire, where is it, Quake? Kuwait, yeah, this is uh, this is where the video said it was uh, fucking taking place. Now, yeah. you got this junkyard with the tires, and some kids thought they would light a tire to on fire as a joke, mm -hmm. and it became literally an ocean of tires on fire, and the sky filled with burnt rubber. It's just black, and this tire, this fucking tire yard goes on forever. Just as it pans to the right, it's just more and more fucking endless sea of tires. And apparently there's like these roads in between some of the tire fucking piles just to stop fires from spreading. But these kids intentionally went into this fucking thing. And sure they did. Here. Because fucking kids are stupid, Hicks. <laughs> I try to tell you that time and time again. I don't know why I keep trusting them. I keep thinking they're going to fucking do the right thing. And then I see videos like this and it makes me fucking depressed. This is going to, can I make you feel better? Okay, I like feeling better. Uh, when we're done the show today, oh. um, we're going to put something up on the iBang of girls that think that they're the center of the universe. Okay. So a person like you who likes ridiculous <laughs> girls, and then you could have the misogynist like our own Fez Watley, uh, and then oddly even handsome Johnny as he clicks them off on his date meter. Okay, the, date, the, the tube steak date meter. Yeah. But basically, it's going to be those online girls who use their cell phones and the mirror to create something pretty spectacular. All right, perfect. The fuck, some duck faces up in that shit? Yeah, oh, there's always duck faces, but when they got that, you know this looks good picture. <laughs> Look at this shit. You want it, don't you? <laughs> I, yeah, it is a... Um, 
white girls acting 1970s black. Not acting black today, but acting black from like a TV show. There's jiveness going on. And it, those that's such a popular fucking, I don't know, genre of picture. Just in the bath, in the fucking bathroom. Or even in there, maybe in the room with a fucking full-length mirror, too. That That works. I heard today that every day more people take pictures than in the entire history of the of the United States of America. Well, you know, I was even thinking about you saying that. Yeah. I mean, f- photography hasn't even been around that long. I think... 1800s on? Yeah, from that story, I think it was like 1856, some, some like 1850s or whatever, when it first started. That's right. Fez was just getting out of high school. Wow, that's old. Things at that time had been somewhat different. We moved around listening to Celtic music, smoking fine hashish mm. with hippie girls, dwarves, and unicorns. Wait, what? Uh, in the 1800s? Yes, it was a grand time. I took this mandolin out of my own arsehole, playing it using my ass lips. How did you fit that up there? Magic. It was a time of ass magic. Wild. Unicorns, dwarves, and ass magic. I want to get uh, a thread of girls just showing their assholes, taking self-asshole pictures. Okay, I can put that list together. Yes. <laughs> Have that ready. Now, by the way, after what happened to you, handsome Johnny, are you done trying to show pretty women to this audience? Never. Oh. Never, ever, ever. Are you going to come back with another one tomorrow? Oh, yes, absolutely. I think me and Rob Cross are actually kind of working on one right now. Good. I love, the, one. Yeah. Oh. I love the music heads that get together, the, the fucking, rock boys. Yeah. The Cross Coalition over yeah. there. You don't want to cross us. Oh, I see you're fucking... you want to get my hand some. All right. Oh, the tube steaks, right? Yeah. On the tin menu tonight, tube steaks. Um, face. Eric, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, on that note about the pictures, I watched a video recently with Neil deGrasse Tyson where he says that there are more stars in the universe than words that have been spoken by every person since the dawn of time. You just... Fucked with my head, dude. Right, you believe Neil deGrasse Tyson off the bat, but I'm fucking questioning as soon as I throw out my Facebook. Don't fucking get racial. <laughs> I'm not Don't being get racial. Fucking racial. I'm not. But yeah, I'm gonna I think that Neil put a little more thought into it than you did. So I misquoted an article I read about eight months ago that I... Yes, you say it's an article. I think you wrote it off uh, you read it off a roach clip. <laughs> they always put these little pieces of Statue. They always put these little pieces of trivia on the Roach clips that he uses. Do you even use a Roach clip or you go straight hemostat or you don't give a fuck? Just burn your fingers. I burn the fingers like a scumbag. You even do that with your cigarette. Yeah, oh yeah, fucking. I, I, I get some filter in every fucking one. I ain't wasting you anything. You smoke right to the filter? Yeah, they're expensive. They say that's so good for your lungs. <sighs> fucking, hey, Pit Doc, check me out. My lungs are fucking great. So, um, holy shit. Okay. Remember when I was bragging about Alabama Shakes today? Uh-huh. Guess who they're opening up for? I'll give you a hint. They got everything from Diddle Dad Joe to Damn <gasps> if I know. White fucking stripe, Jack White? Yes. Well, oh, just Jack White. Shit. That's Roseland, May 21st, 
and 22nd. Let's put fucking Rob Cross saying that should be some kind of let's take the Ron and Faye show out to celebrate day. Absolutely. And just say this. We'll do a live broadcast from on stage while the concert is going on. I don't know if you can hear me now, but Jack White is fucking ripping it up. This is great, Ron. I hope you all fucking appreciate this. All right, a lot of people are asking me to move because they can't see Jack right now. <laughs> I just spilled a drink. I'm tired. Hold on. Uh, Brian, you're on the run of Fez show. Ronnie, Ronnie B., what up? Yeah. Hey, I wanted to correct that last caller. Oh. This will even blow, blow your mind even more. It's not... It's, it's about the Neil deGrasse Tyson quote. It's not uh, words. It's actually... There's more stars than there are syllables that have been spoken. Holy shit! This makes fucking Chris Stanley shit look like nothing! I hope someone looks into this like I was immediately fucking... We don't need to. We can take him as his word. That's not... You know, some people gotta be looked into. A scientist already looked into this. The one who said it. You gotta check up on... If every scientist can fucking say anything they want, then... Dr. Tyson can. I think I'm gonna get ready to call it a day, boys. Satellite time. And don't think I'm fucking hanging around here for five minutes after the show today. I am out. Peace. Yeah, you hear that song? When that fucking song comes up, it means we're done with your asses. That's right. See you in hell. <laughs> or tomorrow. Either way, <laughs> we win. Uh, girls at the center of the universe coming up on the iBang. That's girls who take pictures of themselves in the mirror. Do any guys even do this? I think maybe some like Guido-esque short type people oh, will take it. Ah, good call. I didn't think of that. And what about the gays? I check out all my expensive gear. Or whatever. Oh, that's a good list. Bye. Hey, does G baby stand for gay baby? <sighs> Could be. Probably. He may be selling a book right now called "I Love Every Movie That's Ever Been Done." Watch them all. Every film is a five-star film. News, stop paying attention to whether fucking Ted Nugent should be looked at or not. It doesn't matter. He's Who going away. Fucking cares. He is done. What a boring story. That guy can't get away with that type of shit. Hack! Well, actually, Fox is taken the other way. Like, we need to protect Ted. <laughs> <laughs> it's just self fucking promotion. It's just hack self promotion. By the way, this is Gilbert Gottfried picture. Go back to that on the iBang. I think, like, from where I am, which is further back than you, he looks like George Carlin now. Weird. That's, that's my George Carlin. That's as far as I can go. Weird. He's good, though. Maybe Kevin Smith will go, God, I can use you on my next film. And last film. Hit somebody. I can't wait for that. All right. Girls, it's the center of their own universe. Make sure you're over... On the eye bank for this. Um, I'm gonna watch a little soccer now. And some Johnny, thank you.
Hicks, thanks. Fez, thanks. See you guys back in here tomorrow. Thirsty Thursdays. Sip, sip. Low and brow tomorrow in the air. Can't wait. Hope Cross. All day, every day. Hope Cross fucking improves this one. Uh, we're going to do bumps every five minutes, Cross. See if you like that radio. And that's the end of my joke. Oh.